Hi guys, Princess here and welcome to another episode of Buy Pumpkin. Listen, this week is a great week because I got a guest on. It's Sonia from Rewind the Love podcast. Um, on that podcast, she, uh, with her partner in crime and life and podcasting, Mike, they break down all of those celeb reality love dating shows that were on VH1 in the 2000s. We're talking Flavor of Love, which listeners know I did as well. They're, they just finished Rock of Love season one, which is really fucking good. And as you'll listen, as you'll hear, as we, as the show gets started, she is the reason I'm doing Girls Next Door. She, she threw me down that path that night and out came by Pumpkin season four. So I'm glad to have her on the show and I hope you guys enjoy it. Make sure you go, make sure you go subscribe and listen to her, um, and Mike, um, make sure that, um, you follow her on Twitter. She's an excellent follower, excellent follower. She's an excellent follow on Twitter. Um, and she gives all her, um, all her information at the end of the episode. The other thing I want to make sure you guys are doing is leaving me a five-star review. I need to make sure that people, you know, our kind of people <laughs> find this, uh, podcast. So when you leave me a review, it helps them find it. Go ahead and do that. In fact, go ahead and pause this and go ahead and leave a review. I know you're listening. I know that you haven't given me a review yet. Go ahead and give me one. The other thing I want to remind you guys is that there is a Patreon for this podcast. It's at patreon.com backslash by pumpkin. You can choose to get weekly or monthly bonus episodes. I just did a mob wives episode. I'm about to record a abducted in plain sight episode. Um, I'm doing a true life series. I'm about to record a, a, a true life episode about being a financial dominatrix. Me and Liz are going to do one on I'm addicted to Molly. Like you need these episodes, go to Patreon, sign up. Okay. And I think that's pretty much it. Just, you know, after you give me a review, after you sign up for Patreon, just sit back and listen to me and Sonia drag the fuck out of Hugh Hefner. Enjoy. Hey, Sonia. Hi. How's it going? Virtually meet you, I guess. Same. I like, (laughs) I've been a fan of the pod. I feel like we've talked in DMs. Um, I had to get you on. I usually don't have like people on my podcast because, because you know, my schedule is bonkers, Mm -hmm. but I had to get you on because you are the reason that season four of By Pumpkin is about Girls Next Door. I am so flattered that my really horrible anti-feminist take, not anti-feminist, I guess, just. (laughs) No, no, I will, I'll explain that statement more in a little bit. Now I sound like some kind of men's rights activist. You, we were tweeting and you had the best take because I think Kara was the one who texted, she just wanted to know which one of the sister wives you wanted to be. And you were one of the few people that were talking about something like girls next door, as opposed to sister wives or, you know, that kind of, or these documentaries and stuff. And you're right. You do want to be Kendra because Kendra, as you can see, when we're talking about these episodes, Kendra's just there. Oh, she's, she's there for a good time. Not a long time. She is just like, cause I even like, as I guess a teen, like watching this show, I always dreaded Holly's job because I don't like to work. So I, you know, just (laughs) and her, and her life looked like work. So I was like, oh, so I would have to like actively pay attention to you, whatever. And then Bridget's in that weird kind of middle spot where 
she's like the middle child. She has mm-hmm. to pay attention to him, but also she's never going to be first. And she has to live with that. Kendra's like, listen, I am here to order San Diego waffles. <laughs> I am here to, you know, just have my dog shitting on the floor and like meet a bunch of other hot guys. And like, you're my vehicle for that. And like, what a, what a life. I'm telling you, that San Diego waffle thing is the basis for this like opinion because there's that episode where they do those uh, silly little intros in the beginning because there's Mm -hmm. two scenes I remember about this series that it's uh, Bridget trying to put a costume on Winnie and going and she says that Winnie goes dogatonic instead of catatonic I watched that scene again it's the cutest thing find it on YouTube but the other thing is Kendra calling down to the kitchen and being like can I have a San Diego waffle and they're like what the hell is a San Diego waffle and she's like it's cinnamon and sugar on a waffle on an Eggo waffle whatever and I was like she can just call downstairs and get whatever food she wants at whatever time of day like you're living in a hotel all the time like this is the dream I mean that's how I they mean, get well, me in reason like within reason <laughs> That's how they get me. They'd be like, you got to have these orgies of like, no. They'd be like, you have to go to the, out to the club with this 80-year-old man and pretend like you love him. I'd be like, no. And then they'd be like, but also you can order anything you want and we'll just bring it to you. And I'm like, sold. I mean, Whose I dick do I have to suck now? Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, that was my thing because that was what I wrote to you in my original tweet where I was like, listen, if I just have to like do the Anna Nicole thing where I just have to like show my titties like mm. once a month, oh, I can do that. Yep, those rose bushes. Uh huh. <laughs> just to show them those. That's yeah. just right, right. The rose. That's right. The rose but <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! If, if yes. you guys don't know what I'm talking about, um, during the Anna Nicole trial, I guess that's what I call it, but it wasn't like a criminal trial. It was um, the, like his, the civil suit. Yeah. Yeah. When his son was suing because she to basically say that his that his dad's will was like off, or or she was suing him, whichever one. The, one of the caretakers w- would say that Anna Nicole would come in there and be like, you want to see these rosebuds? These rosebuds. And she's talking about her titties. That but, was on the tape too, right? Like the yeah. video recording to prove that she's supposed to get the money. Right. And the the caretaker or whatever was like, yeah, she kept selling him those rose bushes, those big old rose bushes because she misspoke. And <laughs> she was just thinking about how big Anna Nicole's titties are. Mm-hmm. So instead of calling them rosebuds, she was calling them rose bushes. And <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like I feel the same way. Hef and Holly and and based on Hef and Holly, on, on Holly's like memoirs, Hef and Holly had an extremely abusive relationship. It is real. It's like worse than I imagined. Like even yeah. as bad as I thought it was when I was watching this at 16 years old, it is like the more I've learned from listening to your episodes on this, it's, it's infinitely worse. Yeah. And so here she is living in a corner of his closet and- <sighs> You know, Kendra's got the biggest room. Kendra's up all night watching Dumb and Dumber. Kendra doesn't give a fuck about Kendra anything. gets to, like, run around, and he's not calling her and checking in on her. He's not, you know, up in Kendra. Kendra can walk around the fight night party, like, flirting with mm-hmm. mannequins. And... <laughs> Flirting with mannequins. And, you know, Holly's the one that has to be, like, attending and getting, like, read to filth by his ex-girlfriend. Like, how yes. easy is... Like, No. I don't yeah. envy I don't envy uh, Holly for a second. Not at all. And also, and you're right. I never really thought about this, but Bridget is absolutely the Jan Brady of this show. It's really sad. Although I have to shout out my husband because that was his favorite. <laughs> the, his favorite was Bridget. His favorite was Bridget. I I forgot to like ask him to elaborate on it, but I was like, Bridget was the one that was your favorite. I think because she's like. 
like cutest in the face kind of and she had like a sweet disposition yeah and then of course and then of course the tits like the natural looking boobs and then also for a certain type of person that is like i don't know so when you're choosing your people holly's the main girl bridge is the smart one kendra's the fun one so if it's you're, funny that she is the smart one, though, because they give her this edit where they make her look really stupid, like the stupidest of them. I feel, I feel like a different kind of stupid than Kendra looks. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they make her look lo- like, not like she doesn't know things, but that she's ridiculous. Right, like Lottie, if Lottie Da was a person, like that's I mean, what's going on okay. in her brain. Okay, but he also chooses Jess. from rock of love so like that's he's Mm. still he's good with that and i'm not saying his bad taste obviously oh (laughs) yeah i mean no i was gonna say i'm a little biased but right i know i like i was ripping on him when we were talking about uh flavor of love just because like hoops is like out of all of the women across all of the shows hoops is his favorite and i'm like wow you really manifest it well not that i'm sporty by any stretch But like, oh yeah, like the mixed girl with the light eyes and the big forehead. Like you made that happen for yourself. Good for you. Wow. And I, man- and I was going to say, and I manifested my like ninth grade crush on AJ Soprano. So look where we are. So like, now I, I'm, I've been struggling with this all season. So I'm going to ask you to help me with this. Are the girls employees or girlfriends? What do you think? they are the worst of both worlds. (laughs) It is the worst part of this, like, or like of both situations where it's like you're getting sexually harassed because I feel like there's nothing you can feel for that man at all, especially if he's treating you bad on top of it. Like there's no way that you are like, yeah, this is exactly how I dreamed of my life going, you know? He's like an abusive grandpa. Like, oh, think about like- The way he talks to them is so like like getting on the phone with your grandpa. Like it's just uh-huh. like he's a got grandpa little, you're not close to, you know. Right, right. Like there is that dis ugh, it just oh my god, it was so depressing to watch. I just yeah. especially Holly seats, like it was just I just felt myself doing a lot of like sad face at the at the mm-hmm. screen. And just she's like, convinced oh. herself she's in love with him. And also, one of the things that really bothers me about this is that, so I, I mean, I wasn't a teenager when I watched this. I was grown. And when I watched it, I was like, oh, this probably is like really bad behind the scenes, you know? Like, mm-hmm. this is, I, I understood reality fucking TV is just trying to make a product to show me. It's not the same as like what's really happening. So, but she would go on talk shows and everything and she'd constantly be like, no, we're in love. This is a real relationship. It's just like your relationship. Just like how your husband makes you come home by 9 p.m. every night. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's actually not how it works. I, I wish a motherfucker would. Like, me too. I wish he would come up in here and tell me what time I have to be home. Especially from Las Vegas. Like I had to make Las Vegas a day trip to make mm. you feel better. Yeah, and then he tried when he tried to get her on. I'm like, we're skip. I'm skipping. Ahead. No, don't worry about but it. <laughs> when when we at the point where he's like, oh, so like maybe you'll surprise me home at six. I was dreading like her saying potentially like, oh yeah, we'll make it work. You know, like thankfully yeah. she kind of put her foot down, but like, oh no, nothing about that is normal. And just like no. you have to sit there and like watch his old movies and like and be subjected to the ex girlfriend thing, which is its own. Yeah, so. So we did the two, we did uh, episode four and five of season one, 
And episode four is called What Happens in Vegas. And the premise of the entire show is that the girls who make friends with other playmates because they have no choice but to. You have to, one, be friends with someone who is cool with coming to the mansion all the time because you can't really leave. They can't be men. Mm-hmm. And they have to... I don't know. Can you imagine meeting Holly at like a yoga class and you're like, so what do you do? And she's like, well, I, was, a lot. I, was, I was just about to say, like, you have to be friends with somebody who gets it because yes. you can't have a friend who's going to talk you out of the life that you're living. Like you can't have friends outside of the cult. I wrote down, like I took like a handful of notes and one of them was just like, you, this is so culty. Yeah. Like they have to, like, I think one of my notes too was like this episode in particular should have been called making the best of a bad situation because (laughs) they have to sit there and like, it's like, yeah, we like, uh, have to be home from Las Vegas by nine, but it's fine. And like, no, we're not allowed to touch the garbage in our own house, but it's fine. (laughs) And like, I have to be like, I have to keep an eye on you because that's what our shared boyfriend wants, but it's fine. You know, like, it's like, I, oh no. Yeah. Yeah, but it's fine should be the name of the show. But it's fine. <laughs> um, so like, so they have their friends with, I think her name is Carmela and she was yeah. 2004. So this is happening in 2005. She was 2004's Playmate of the Year. So um, it's her birthday. It looks like a lame birthday to be honest because it's well, just- her boyfriend because it's her man and all her friends. That's boring. And it's not but even- If your she, man is cool, that's not fun. But like, she's not friends with Destiny. That's Kendra's friend. <laughs> so really, these three girls flew to Vegas to spend the day with Carmela and her boyfriend on her birthday, which, I mean, I'm not a big birthday person, so it might've worked out for me, but I can't imagine someone that young and like, I assume she's in the nightlife. I'm sorry if- I feel like if you test for Playboy and become a Playmate of the Month and become Playmate of the Year, considering all the things you have to do, you're someone who goes out. That's what I assume. I guess, well, I mean, it's a lot easier to decide to go out when you're probably getting paid to do so. Like, especially this is a big time of like appearance fees because Mm -hmm. this is something we talk about on our show all the time that it's, you know, fame for these reality TV people meant something very different than what it means for reality TV people today when you can build a brand on social media. Like these people having the opportunity to make paid appearances is how they were making their money for a good period of time after their show aired. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that she's probably getting paid to show up these places. Although it did crack me up when they're ultimately around the pool, again, skipping ahead, that like men just help them. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like, just they're high well i know but like that it's it's just so funny to watch i guess now i guess further confirmation that i'm past that point in my life where like things like that happened to me (laughs) that like men just would help them open the door and help them hide the cake like all that stuff and i'm just like what a different life (laughs) yeah yeah i've never been at that point in my life even when i was like in the sixth grade someone thought i was someone's like mom that was tired and picking up children i'm sure that that's no no that didn't really happen but i'm saying that's what people (laughs) obviously thought about me like i could i've been buying liquor with no id since i was like 14 years old because i just look like i'm sick of your shit so i just come in there (laughs) like can I get a bottle of crown? And they'll be like, sure. You're like, you had a long day at work. (laughs) So I like watching them, like have people not necessarily fawn over them, but like, no, when they walk up to a desk and go, Hey, can you help me? No, everyone's like, yes, we can help you. No one's like, what's this bitch want? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So, so they're going for this birthday and they want to go to Vegas. And as we just talked about, they have a nine o'clock curfew. If you're not with Hef, if you're with Hef, whatever. But if you're not with your daddy, grandpa, boyfriend, then you have to be back by 9 PM. Even if you leave the state. So (laughs) I love that they had to fly from LA. Yeah, you don't have to fly from LA, but they have to because they can't afford, they, they just don't have a lot of time. That's what Holly said. We just don't have a lot of time. <sighs> also, keep in mind, they're flying Southwest. As Bridget says, no, they don't have the I, I missed- half halves. I thought that he would have at least, I don't know, they would have no, rented no, no. a jet. I'm just being too kind, I guess. They're employees. See, this is the part where they're employees. <laughs> they had to it. They had to. <laughs> yeah. This is the part where your boss goes, I'm obviously not going to fly you private. <laughs> Where? What's the earliest flight? What's the cheapest flight on Southwest that leaves at two o'clock in the morning? So you don't have to. So I don't oh, have to pay no. that much. It's different. So because they're flying Southwest, they have to be awakened at 4.30 in the morning, which is how the episode opens with Kendra being awakened at 4.30 in the morning and me going, why the fuck would Kendra get up at 4.30 in the morning? She's 20 years old. And she's, but I didn't find out till later they were actually leaving. And they wake her up. There's dogs hopping all over her. <laughs> the chaos. Yeah, just... they added in those dog barks, by the way. Those dogs are not barking. Like that. Even if the dogs aren't barking, there are dogs like jumping on her that we see with our own eyes that it's just. Yeah, yeah. Just chaos. And she's like, she doesn't even like she's in pajamas. She looks like she just fell out onto that bed and just collapsed. Yeah. Because she's got to make the most of her time when she has it. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like a toddler. You just got to let her, like, spin out until she falls asleep. She's absolutely a toddler. And to Holly, who I think has the hardest job. No, I want to be clear, guys. I do not feel bad for them. I don't think they're in a good situations, but I don't think they're in those situations non-consensually. I think they have, like you just said, make the best, make the best of it, you know? I think consent and... I know you talked about this at length and we'll talk about this at length is like so murky here. And this is something that I think about constantly in relation to the of love shows. And Uh, you know, what's so funny is like, obviously those shows are modeled off the bachelor. Like that's very clear. And I will always give credit to that. I mean, Flav calls himself the black jeweler in the first episode, (laughs) but I didn't realize, although flavor of the first season of flavor of love premiered, I think five months after the first episode of Girls Next Door. So it's close. But I mean, Mm -hmm. at this point, the Playboy brand of, you know, the Playboy Mansion and the girls, the Cribs episode had already aired and all of that stuff, like, had started to create that, that it, like, this is when men really wanted to start having that for real, Mm -hmm. because we got to see it with our own eyes. And I didn't realize how much of that influenced the way the Of Love shows became. Oh, yeah. Especially because because Rock of Love with Brett, because Brett, at least Flav, like, is very transparent about the fact that he doesn't give a shit about any of them. Like, he's never in the house. He's never, (laughs) like, he's there when he had, like, is trying to go on dates with them and elimination. He's not there a second longer because he has to go home to his, the mother of the baby that he had in between Mm -hmm. seasons. But Brett is around all of the goddamn time and always talking shit about the other girls to the other girls and you know trying to get staring at their tits trying to penetrate them constantly and it just is so much that same it feels so much more clear that it's like oh so Hugh Hefner is the model in the worst possible way for these 20 something women to be objectified 
Mm-hmm. And the fact that like Flav, who I, I did, that was my first season of Buy Pumpkin. Right. I believe he was in his forties. Oh, he was. He was 47. Yeah. And there's not one woman age appropriate in that. And I the mean, oldest I guess, one was delicious and she was 28. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, the fact that Flav isn't good with names, so he gave them nicknames. Well, if you're not good with names, it's going to be just as hard for you to remember these nicknames as it is with, to remember their actual names. Why don't you just ask him what their name is? Put a, he actually put, he put name tags on them. You could have just wrote their real names on those name tags. What are you care. talking about? He didn't care. Yeah, like just, he did. Just we're talking base level, like stripping away your identity and your humanity whatsoever. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And you're, you're right that, so technically everyone can sense to be on the show of, of those of love shows. Everyone yeah. can sense to be on the shows. What you, I think that we that the girls start to realize or the women start to realize in later seasons is that the product is not supposed to be a relationship between you and the person on the show. The product is a good reality TV show that we can talk about. So like with Heather, with them lying about what Heather said when he asked, could they be with both of them? Mm-hmm. They're kind of setting her up to be a predatory lesbian. Towards yep. <laughs> yep. That, that last episode is like, let's just make Heather look like a predatory bisexual. Yeah. So like someone, and they also kind of implied that she's technically a lesbian. They, they kind of implied that she doesn't even want Brett. She just wants access to the girl's Brett. That's, it's. Yeah based on apropos of nothing based on yes, nothing they've nothing. shown us the entire season <laughs> just it was it became an excuse for brett to ultimately eliminate her but something i've noticed now watching two season ones and at least one season two is the winners of the first seasons not to make this entirely about my show but the winners okay. of the first two seasons when they ultimately get announced as being the winners they both look like they snap out of it hoops mm-hmm. and jess both look like oh shit it's i'm the last one like this is supposed to be my prize whereas season two of these shows these women signed up to be on the show the other ones were like screw it because especially with rock of love they didn't even tell them who they were going to be until they signed the contract i know i know and imagine so when they're asked when he's saying things like are you here for me no i didn't even know you were going to be here not at all what do you mean actually in, in some interview i read dallas the one of two black girls from season yeah. one of rock of love was like i thought it was going to be nikki six like i was here for nikki six not for brett <laughs> and she seems like you know actually she seems more of a nikki six type of girl to be honest when i think yes. about what dallas looked like yes that makes that tracks way more but like they said oh we're gonna we're, we're gonna try to set you up with a rock star and they all thought it was they like none of them apparently thought it was going to be brett they thought it was going to oh, be oh, nikki oh. six sebastian bach somebody else not brett yeah. And, but there, the other similarities are the idea that these men, especially Flav, because I know that Flav was sleeping on someone's couch at this time mm-hmm. after, after um, Strange Love, after he finished that, have, and I'm, I, sure, Brett's a working musician. He tours, he makes money. He, at least he's got money. At least he can, at least he can pay yeah, his phone bill. Yeah, or less, right. Yeah. I mean, he's not, I, He's not rich, but I mean, he's doing okay. And, but this idea of what do you bring to the table? Well, Flav, you don't bring anything to the table. Brett, you bring hair plugs to the table. You're wearing a wig, <laughs> bruh. Like, and, and then the you want to tell me if I'm cute or not? <laughs> the best is when the women try to even remotely imply that they're like unsatisfied or that they have any agency and that they're questioning like, oh, well, you know, I'm putting my heart out there too. Like, 
what are you going to do for me? The slightest hint of dissension and it's transparent in their face that they're pissed. And it's, it's so much the model of this. It was unnerving. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very much, it's very much all for them as opposed, like the girls are nothing. And that's how I feel about Girls Next Door too. This first season, they didn't even get paid. They so gross. They told them this show is about Hef and his girlfriend and his girlfriends could be anyone. They, they, they were not paid to appear on TV and it's all about them. It's, this show would not be anything because, because, okay, Hef's a symbol, obviously, of, to me, he's a symbol of uh, herpes and like gross <laughs> places where uh, men would sit around watching a woman fuck a dog. That is what he's a symbol mm. to me. But there are lots of people that he's a symbol of free sexuality, of hedonism, of getting what you want, of being rich and just being able to have anything you want. And so I'm not saying he's not a famous person, an icon in that way. Uh, Again, anyone listening to this, you should really go back and listen to Troy's episodes where he talks about Anna Nicole Smith and he talks about uh, the Playboy Mansion. He has some, there's a lot of fucking problems with Hef, but- I think he's got, like, I mean, I don't know who was doing his PR through all of these years, but they- deserve awards yes because it is some you know roger stone level you know (laughs) just like game playing that's happening because so many people even now like as much as my mother for example she's like very second wave feminist so like my form of rebellion was like being into stuff like this Mm -hmm. where like she was just so like oh i can't believe women would do these kinds of you know very much a product of the 60s and 70s and like even somebody like her who found have repulsive for her own reasons like was not fully aware when I was breaking down for her like oh they had curfews and oh they did all this stuff she was just like disgusted like on it for new reasons so I mean even the average half hater I don't think knows the full extent of what he was Um, doing to these women yeah and how they're basically indentured servants to if you think about it they're I got concubines yeah concubines and even though they technically have the free will to leave the house at any time. Like if we were doing this in a court of law, whether they had consented to it, black and white consent. Yes. They agreed to be here. They signed up for it and they could leave when they wanted to. But let's also talk about the fact that they're like Holly's, I mean, Bridget's not Bridget. Kendra is 19 years old. Yep. When she's, she was 18 when she started sleeping with him. She's 19 years old when she moves in um holly's quite young too she's been she's i mean they they consider her you know the matriot <laughs> the, matri- yeah. but, the matriarch yeah but the fact is she's like 27 or 26 years old oh. and and uh same with bridget bridget yes she's educated she's getting her master's uh but there are certain cycles you get trapped into. And then once you're there, leaving's very hard. I mean, like, it's like, I mean, not to bring it back to the house, buddy, because I know that's such low-hanging fruit, but like, where are you going to go? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? If you have the option, again, to bring it back to San Diego waffles, like, you know, where are you going to get San Diego waffles that you don't have to make yourself? You get to live this incredible life or give that up for what? To feel maybe better about yourself? Because you don't know if you're going to feel better about yourself on the other end of that. Right. You're 18. You're a stripper. 
Um, you're living with some guy you kind of like. This is Kendra's story. You pay all the bills there, or you can go live at the mansion. They're going to give you all the food. He's going to lease you a car, not buy it because he doesn't want you to drive off in it. <laughs> he's going to do all these, and then you can. And there's going to be celebrities at the house all the time. At this point, he doesn't really travel. By the time they get to the second season, they're traveling internationally because of the show. He Hef's 80 years old. He doesn't want to go anywhere. No. Uh, so you have all of this available to you, and your proximity to money. Because keep in mind, they don't. They're flying Southwest. They don't have any money. So they are. Right. But like, I mean, but after a while they're going to start getting stuff like in the same way, John and K, cause I know you did John and K plus eight. Like yeah. they just started getting stuff because oh, people wanted to be like, well, especially with the palms in particular, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, obviously they are really like the palms in particular is all about that reality TV association. Yeah. But I mean, they're just going to start getting stuff after a while. And like, I mean, Obviously, I know why you would turn that down, but like when you're in your 20s and you have no. nothing else to do and like, why not? I know? am of no position to judge. I had my first girl on girl relationship when I was like 11 years old because she used to bake cakes and <laughs> she would come over and just be like, hey, let's, let's take off our tops and rub our boobs together. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Or I'd be like, I don't want to come. And then she'd be like, I'm making hot chocolate with real milk. And I'd be like, okay, let's do it. Because the reason I'm with my husband is because he makes me food. So the fact is they could have gotten me with just the butler shit. They Leasing me a car would have been top, would have been on top of it. And I consider how poor I was when I was 20 years old. Yeah, Kendra so in particular, considering her very complicated life, like yeah. that is the clearest example of Hef using his power and influence to take consent away like it's there's too much of a power differential for me to see that as anything other than disgusting she's she's 18 years old he's like 78 or something that's no yeah yeah like no i mean like i'm rejecting it like in my (laughs) mind (laughs) i would have been rejecting it too i just and the way he um holly says he yells at her all the time he doesn't really do as much to kendra and bridget because they are not in this relationship in that way. Kendra yeah. was always willing to just be gone. She was, like you said, she was there for a good time, not a long time. She could have just left at any point. And, but Holly really like, what else am I going to fucking do? Here I am. You yeah. can tell that's totally Holly's personality too, that she just, her whole life was just a people pleaser. Yes. And I would not be shocked if this, I mean, I didn't read her book, but I wouldn't be shocked if this was not her first manipulative no. or abusive relationship. No, and it's not her last either. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, huh, huh. She tells a story. This is why Holly stresses me out. Holly told a story that she thought was funny in her second book. The second book is about being in Vegas all those years and, you know, mm. and she, she does Hef and Chris Angel in the first book and the other one's a bunch of different men. There's a story where a man has sex with her and when he's done and they're just like in the afterglow, he asked her, asked her if she's on, if she has a cervical cap, which is very clinical, but fine. And she goes, no, what do you ask? And then the next day when she's walking around, a condom falls out of her. Oh. And she thinks this is a funny story that a man had sex with her, the condom came off, and instead of saying, hey, you know, the condom slipped off and giving her options, like working on what we do next, he just goes, oh, okay, and leaves. Like, that is, when she, as she's, because I'm listening to the audiobook, audiobook, as she's laughing, telling the story, I'm thinking, if that happened to me, I'd be so traumatized. 
Making so- the best of a bad situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's just a recurring theme. Yeah. Just by all of this, but okay. So they're so they go to Vegas for the day. Again, they have the curfew. They're leaving at four thirty in the morning because they got to get there early and they got to get the cheap flight. And Kendra has a present for Carmela that she can't find. That she's looking all over the. She's looking in the hallways of the mansion as if she bought a present and then set it down near the bathroom near the front door. It's in your dirty room, Kendra. That's where it is. But she can't go through the garbage. She's in the pantry. She's in the butler's pantry, which is essentially like, I don't know how else to describe it. It, it reminds me of the servant's kitchen in Downton Abbey. Like, I was just about to say, this is Downton Abbey. <laughs> why would you be down there with your gift in the trash can? What are you doing? <laughs> like, I, well, this is where I need to bring up that Kendra and I have the same birthday. She's a couple years old. Yes. uh, She's a couple years older than me, but we have the same birthday. And I saw myself in this moment. (laughs) (laughs) This is the type of bitch I am before I go on, like before I go away where I'm like, oh my God, that thing that I really needed to do or bring is completely gone. I'm the type of bitch who needs to go to the DMV the day before your vacation to reel it, to get your license renewed because otherwise (laughs) you'll be allowed on a plane. Like that's literally something I've done. (laughs) You know, like I just was sitting there watching this going, yep, peak Gemini behavior. Yep. This is us. Okay, so you would stress me out too. So, yeah. yeah. But oh, yeah. one thing to note with Kendra is that in her book, she has talked about that production would do things like hide her things, tell her different mm. times. Now, she is a late person in general. Don't get me wrong. That, that's her personality. But sometimes they would move things around to, to, give, to make a moment. Mm. And, and she talks about it like it's a funny thing. She's like, isn't it so funny? They would just throw my stuff around. So I go crazy. They could film it. I'm like, no, it's not. It's manipulative. That's, that's really mean. And you shouldn't have had to live like this for as long as you did. Yeah. Um, in the confessionals, the girls are all wearing different clothes every time. I don't think they've realized yet that you need to, not the girls, but I don't think production has realized yet that, or maybe it hasn't become a practice that you need to wear the same outfit so they can slice and dice it and put it in different episodes. Mm-hmm. So I can tell, like, kind of get a feel for this is the session where Holly was talking about this and Kendra was talking about that because the clothes are different. Right. Early days of, not the early. Early-ish, yeah. Early-ish. I, I think this was part of um, a big boom in reality TV. Definitely, because, well, I, I was, we just recapped, we're, we're doing a bonus thing on our Patreon about, uh, I love the 2000s, like when VH1 was doing all that, and we just did 2004, and one of the things they talk about is the swan and I want a famous face. And like those kinds of reality shows being really big at the time where it's like, how far can we push it? Whereas like this ushers in that like cinema verite of like, mm-hmm. this is how the other half lives. Cause this is a post Osborne's world. This yes. is, uh, you know, like those kinds of things where it's like, all right, now we're getting into a different sort of era. So, I mean, it is, I would still consider it early. Yeah. I, j- you saying the swan gates <laughs> brought back so many memories and the fact that terry dubrow sure was was on that show then they were on the housewives he, he and um heather and then now they're like selling supplements and writing they've written like he's three got his books and then botched and botched which i really do like but i don't know why i like it somebody has and it's got a very formulaic um show like they do two cases and then they always have one case of someone who's got too much plastic surgery that they can't do but 
the man has a meta camera he doesn't like. I know. That's not even shade. It's just an observation. Like, it's right. just really like the man loves being on reality TV, which I feel like most people would actively shy away from. But yeah. So when you think of things like a Jess and not really a delicious, but the type of people that were on some of these shows that have never been on a reality TV show again, like you mm-hmm. can't even really follow them on Instagram. They are not, they kind of drop off the face of the earth. Some of the 16 and pregnant girls, things like that. And then in contrast, someone who over a matter of decades has continually found themselves the center of a, or a part of a reality TV show. I mean, bringing it back to Kendra. Oh, Kendra, that bitch has nine lives. Nine <laughs> lives. We're never going to be done with her. Because no. wasn't she on, because I know you brought up her show, but then wasn't she on She had one two of shows. Those- that's right. But didn't she also do, am I making this up that she did one of those like marriage boot camp type things? Yes, she did. Oh right after God. the scandal with, oh. with Hank. And I'm going, for a bonus episode, I'm going to recap the most ridiculous episode I ever watched of Kendra on top. And it's the episode where it's come out what's happened and Hank says, they're having an argument. And Hank goes, I can't tell you what happened. Because she's asking, did you sleep with her? No, excuse me. She's asking, did you sleep with him? She's uh, misgendering and she's like really being gross. And Hank's like, I can't talk about it right now. I need to go to Arizona and I'll talk about it when we get back. And she's just like, you need to tell me right now. He's like, oh, I'm too stressed out. I can't say. And I'm like, this is production. There's no reason you would have a fight like this. She's completely gross she's transphobic hank is ridiculous you know hank reminds me of like a old wet cat like he just (laughs) laying there (laughs) he looks he's he's bad tv i don't he's what happens when oh god i debated on saying this but hank is one hank is what happens when you decide that uh liking black guys is a personality trait (laughs) this is true this is true about kendra I mean, again, to bring it back to the mannequin, like, it's so weird that she's so fixated on the black mannequin, right? Like, is that, I mean, obviously I know that, like, she, yeah. edit, I'm skipping ahead. We'll get to it later. But it just, yes, that's right. something that's been on my mind. That is absolute personality trait. I'm friends with Too Short. <laughs> I'm yeah, going to go like, straight the whip. <laughs> half, tur- half turn your hat to the side. And, like, they even play, like, hip-hop adjacent music when they're, like, yes. doing her scenes. Yes. And yet... I'm supposed to believe you're in love with Hef. <laughs> and I don't. Okay. But yeah, she's had a lot of shows. Um, and her her Kendra on top, it might have been called something else, but it was on E. And then it got canceled when E got a new head and like really wanted to get away from all Playboy, like being tied to Playboy at all. And it went over to We TV. Yeah. Yeah. She had to she had the show before anybody else had a show. She was she, they were leaving to plan the like Kendra's doing her thing um, show. And that's when she told production that she was actually been dating Hank Bassett, Basket for Basket? Basset? Basset? Yeah, basket? Basket. Basket. I think it's okay. Yes. For like a year and that she was going to get married very soon. And they were like, what? No. And she, and she said she talked to someone like a high up producer that was like, he will not be on this show. He cannot be on this show. Yeah. You don't like him. And she's like, well, you have to, you got to meet him. And, da, da, da. and finally oh. allowed her to get married. Um, I was talking to Liz Bentley about Kendra not too long ago about when, when she goes to that show 
they get on that show. Remember, he's playing for the Eagles. He gets cut and has to go play for the Colts in Indianapolis, I believe it yes. is. Yes. Okay? But, and Kendra stays in Philly. Kendra has to stay in Philly, according to her, because they, that's where the filming permits are. She's not allowed to move back to L.A. They force her to stay there and do this plot line of, Kendra's just going to make it work here when it doesn't make any sense. She's got a small baby. Why wouldn't she just go, like, where, where her she knows? Is. I mean, where her husband is or, or back no to LA? No offense if you're from, like, Indiana, but, like, I, I mean, obviously... Nobody wants to live in Indianapolis. Right. Yeah, no, I just can't imagine that that would be the case. But I, oh my God, it is like getting more and more disturbing how much of her life she's willing to just hand over to other people and how, because she's so willing to do it, how far people are willing to take it. Well, one of the things we don't really realize about Kendra and Girls Next Door is that because she was raised by a single mom um, with, uh, she's raised in San Diego, not a nice part of San Diego. and she's been on her own since she was about 16. She left home and didn't come back. She's been selling drugs. She's been stripping. She's been doing all kinds of things. And she's very, like, money's really important to her. Like, she knows what it's like to not, to not have anything. And so, unlike a Holly or a Bridget, who I, you know, from what I can see, had pretty typical families. And, you know, you can go home and stay with your mom if you need to. And Kendra doesn't have that. She and her mom fight all the time. And so when we get to, like, to the end of Girls Next Door, where Kendra has her own representation, none of the other girls do. Kendra is doing appearances every uh, weekend. Kendra is, like, uh, starting this show and stuff like that. It's because she's afraid of not having money. And she can't. she, She has to hustle. And that's why when... Hank gets cut by the Eagles, like within hours, the Colts, I guess the Colts pick him up. I don't know how sports work. And Mm. he's supposed to decide. She gets on the phone and grabs it for him and says, yes, he'll be there. She doesn't, she almost doesn't care about whether she's going to go with him because he has to have a job. And as we get through Kendra on top through later years, as Hank is out of football, I mean, imagine you've been playing football since fucking middle school. And all of a sudden now you have to come up with a new personality. You know, you have to do a whole Now you said the right, I know. And I can't imagine that her being a part of this didn't help, didn't hurt him a tiny bit. It hurt him. Not that that's right, but like, you know, not only is your wife a public figure, she's not necessarily known for what the world at large considers good reasons. Yes. And remember when he lost, again, I don't know sports, but remember he, I think he missed a catch of some sort at a Super Bowl and she's there with a baby and it's starting, I guess it's starting to rain and she's crying as she's trying to leave the field and paparazzi is chasing her. There are pictures oh. of her on the internet holding this baby after Hank has ruined the Super Bowl and her, she's just bawling and she's holding this baby and everyone's taking pictures oh. of her and I guess yelling things at her about how she's bad luck and shit. Like, that's true. I wonder, I guess that that is probably a post because we're always looking for a famous girlfriend to blame for sports losses post yeah. Justin Simpson, right? So yeah. So I, so when we talk to later about uh, Hank is not, he's not really floundering. I mean, uh, he's not really flourishing after football and he's kind of in sports uh, injury and fitness stuff. But Kendra's like, you have to work. You have to figure it out because she knows what it's like when you don't figure it out. Mm -hmm. She knows what it's like to live in San Diego and be broke and 
and just have to do whatever the fuck it is. And he came from a pretty solid family, right? Or am I mixing yeah. him up with Chris Humphreys? No, he came from a really solid family. That's right. Um, and I think they're, they lived in, I want to say he's from New Mexico or something like that. And he's just, his parents are still together. They, they're like, I don't know, Mr. and Mrs. Interracial couple. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like yes. how people, then when they, someone thinks of an interracial couple, they're like, ding, these people, this, right. they're, they're like, <laughs> not my parents, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we defy societal right. norms. You I know, know. <laughs> like we're going to, we're proof that like, I'm, cause I'm, I'm mixed in a, in a lot mm-hmm. of mixed spaces and it's just, you know, like mixed babies will save the world and cure racism. <laughs> like that kind of attitude. No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely that. And they've been together a long time and Hank doesn't know about going without and I think if you've never had to not just work work, but if you've never really had to work and you've never had seen models of your, of relationships that you need to put work in, that's going to screw you up too. So, I mean, if we're going to go to the cheating, I don't remember the whole story about that besides the fact that the woman was trans and that Kendra was really terrible about it. But, um, which I mean, you know, to her credit, which I hate saying that, like, I feel like it helped teach a lot of people that that's not an okay way to feel about it i feel like this happened like 18 months after we would have been like oh well you know she's saying that right that's something that if we would have gone back and watched it been like oh kendra that was actually really terrible but like i mean uh, right like where we wouldn't have had to do that at the time you're right no you're absolutely right but i I, back to my point about him cheating about that though is that he probably just cheated in general not having anything to do with the yeah, gender, that because he cheated on her because he was feeling shitty and insecure and he was in a bad place in his life the thing that he had built his whole life up to do was now over mm-hmm. and he wasn't going to go on to be you know a sportscaster or one of those great hall of fame people like he was just gonna go live his life oh, as a former nfl player there's, so there's yeah. an episode where he's like i'm gonna try to get into like hosting you know and sports casting and stuff and kendra's like You've got to be fucking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> you can't do that. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Get a job, bitch. Like, I mean, she doesn't say it like that, but that's how but she also, talks But also, like, him. maybe if you didn't have the personality of a wet blanket, like, you're sweet, <laughs> yeah. but like, oh, you're boring. Oh. But so we don't know any of that about Kendra when we're watching her on the screen now, be late for the plane, looking right, for the sorry. presents and stuff like, but no, it's important that we talk about that because these are layers, like Kendra is there. They said she's so quiet when she first got there. She's quiet because she's like, look at all this money. How do I get Right, this? like I just picture her like Annie, I think I'm gonna <laughs> like it here. You know, like she just, I could picture her like running through the house and being like, you've got a butler every day of the week. Like, you know. <laughs> You know, like exactly, exactly. She thought she got the biggest come up ever. And uh, like I said, Holly, like to Holly, she's like a, a annoying little sister that your parents brought home from the hospital oh. and they're like, you watch her. <laughs> oh, the, the frustration is palpable. Even when they're trying to make jokes of it, like you still, right. If you have a sibling, you, <laughs> you recognize that dynamic where yeah. it's like, be nice. Like people are looking like be nice <laughs> to your sister. Yeah, like that is palpable. Holly's like thinking this bitch is dead weight. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like just, oh, great. Now, where'd she go now? Like, <laughs> you know, where's, where's Kendra now? And I love too the way they have to cut around her drinking. Yeah. Because she's 20. Yeah. She's just, and 
Yeah, she's drinking all the time. So they get to to they get to Vegas and they they go down Hugh Hefner Street or Avenue. No way! Yeah, <laughs> it's like so hey, young. you know they're gonna she's be so young. fucking young, and she's so not in it. Like you know that the rest of them did their home. Like they probably had to sit through like you know a a training video. Like I right exactly, they had to sit through orientation, and Kendra's like too new for that, or just didn't show up, or whatever. And she doesn't know any of this stuff, so she ends up looking like she doesn't she, care, whereas the rest of them care. Like they look like yeah. they care too much. She doesn't know the history of Playboy. I bet you if we asked Kendra at this time how old Hef was, she'd be like, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> no, not a no single idea. thing. Not a single thing. What, she doesn't used to be re- in Chicago? What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Marilyn Monroe was in the magazine? No way. <laughs> He's got kids. That's who those dudes were. <laughs> That's <all> she-, <laughs> she doesn't have any idea. And I think that's what made... Kendra kind of a fan favorite. Kendra really was, I mean, everybody had their favorite, obviously, but Kendra was very popular on this show because she really didn't take herself seriously and she just was having fun. I think we like, a, as a society, like a goofy girl who treats like black culture as kind of like a fun little hobby. You know, she like, looks- oh, she's so silly with like, I mean, look at Buck Wild too. Like, you know, like, I mean, it's like, <sighs> Buck oh, look at- Wild. When Flav goes, hey, what happened to your accent? <laughs> Even New York's like, are you, oh, no, that's uh, Monique is like, are you a, a, trying to be a white girl? Are you trying to be a black oh, girl? Monique. And they were like, what's your name, sweetie? And she goes, Becky. And I, I <laughs> to this day, I fell out. Like the other, like I watched it not long ago for our show and I fell out. Like, it's just like, it, her name really is Becky. It's there's, a, there's another girl that like, I, I want to say her name is like too real or something. I don't remember. Oh, like that, where she calls like her out on being a cultural appropriator. Well, oh. like that was like, was like, she, where are you from? And Becky says like something like Fresno or something. She, I she, think it's she, Rancho Cucamonga, maybe. <laughs> it was something that was obvious. She's like, that's not the ghetto. <laughs> There's no and ghetto. That, and 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 the best part is when she ultimately calls her out before we have like the the more widely known language of cultural appropriation. She like calls her out on being like, I don't really think it's funny the way you like pretend to be black. And Buckwild's defense is when I'm around people with different accents, I pick up their accents. Like I work with a bunch of people from Afghanistan and sometimes I start sounding like them. And it's like, I don't, I don't believe you. No, that's <laughs> not what this is when you came in here with your hat tilted to the side and shit. Don't give me that. When she had to dance, remember that? Don't give me that. <laughs> Right, just right. Yeah, but it looks good on Kendra. Kendra's a pretty young girl, and all the listeners know I don't think she's that pretty. I think she's skinny and blonde and young. She's She's fine. (laughs) Like she's not somebody you'd look at and be like, "Ew!" Like, but she's not somebody you look at down the street and just be like, "Oh my god, what a smoke show!" You know, like, yeah, no, I'm with you. And so, but she, I think that some of this cultural stuff she's doing looks really cute on that, and so. You know, she's got, she got very popular. I, so they go to, they're in Vegas. They, they see the street. They're in the Playboy um, room at the Palms. It's a suite. It's a suite. I don't know. I'm poor. Sure. I don't. Right, exactly. Something fancy. I don't know. Something fancy. It looked big. It looked like bigger than my house. So it was fine. Just <laughs> <laughs> so a they, tub in the middle of the whole suite. Right, like exactly. Yeah. It's not something I'm aware of by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. And so Carmela gets there and, um, Kendra runs down and buys her a bunch of shit because she lost her gift. Just when Holly said to her, 
it's fine. It'll, we'll tell her it'll be a story. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely reminded of like my mom trying to get me to leave somewhere. <laughs> it's right. It, it was like a kid again, because it's like, sometimes you just have to be like, fine, I'll get you something when we get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we know, I'm sorry, we can't find, you know, your bear, but I'll buy you another one. Just let's yeah. get it in the car. Let's go. Santa Claus comes to wherever you are at the time. So don't worry. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> That's what she sounded like. So Kendra has to go down to the, to the uh, gift shop to buy um, stuff. And she ends up buying like a bride thong and Holly does a talking head. It's like, Carm- Carmela's not married, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> right, like, could you imagine like getting gifts, like being like a grown woman and getting like hotel gift store shit? At your birthday? No, at your birthday that's just attended by three chicks from the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> right, or it's just like, thank you for this, mm. and just like mm. put it aside. <laughs> like, it said ride the bride. That's what it said. <laughs> this, is, this was our, I call it the porn starification of America. This is about the time where... Um, Strip uh, tease classes got really popular. It's when Jenna Jameson was sending out her book, mm-hmm. How to Make Laura, sending out, wrote her book, How to Make Love Like a Porn Star. It's where your Midwestern aunt would like see a stripper pole and go, I'm going to do that and ride her. Because <laughs> it and just. And then got- I think, I guess the, uh, the other side of that was like the embracing of like pimp culture, like retro yes. pimp stuff. So like yes. pimp my even pimp my ride is like common knowledge term and we're just not mm-hmm. even thinking about what pimp means in a larger context. And <laughs> is this what isn't this about like a few years a couple of years later? Um so pimp my hustle ride and flow was, comes out. Oh hustle and flow uh, it might have been 05, honestly. Yeah. I have a feeling it might have been 0506, probably, yeah. Yeah. But we've got Snoop Dogg and we've got Bishop Don Juan and mm-hmm. we've got, you know, like that's what all the rappers are trying to do. And yeah. Yeah. This is the culture at the time. And mm-hmm. so uh, a song that says Ride the Bride is like really cute. Whereas I don't know. I think now I, I we'd probably consider it pretty tacky. I mean, I thought it, I would have thought it was tacky then. But you know what I mean? Like in, in pop culture. I mean, culture. it's fun when you're like, I mean, it's if you. I guess at this point you would be like an ironic kind of funny. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess at present day, like if you got that for your friend for her bachelorette party, it would be like ironic funny because it's so trashy because it's so reminiscent of this time when it's like. But imagine getting it for your coworker, which is what Carmela is, <laughs> <laughs> who's not married and it's her birthday. And you're just like, here, here you go. Right. Like her 20 year old coworker bought something <laughs> she thought was really cool. And it's like, oh, thanks for that. Oh, thank you, honey. Yeah. I don't know. So. Keep in mind, guys, they're only there for one day. They're there for several hours. They went the biggest, like, they were going to Target. They're, they're only there for a yeah, little it while. Yeah, it it's a day trip. Yeah, no, that's not how anybody wants to spend time in Las Vegas. No. So they go down to the pool, and they're hanging out, and Destiny's there at this point. Destiny was a playmate. I don't remember. I never remember that. But Destiny is um, Kendra's f- hip-hop friend, and the two of them do rap lyrics and wear their hats to the side. And that's who De- Destiny is. They're partners in crime. Mm. They're partners in appropriation is what they are. <laughs> <laughs> so, so while they're down there, you know, they're just drinking. Like you said, Kendra's absolutely drinking. They, who, who was going to car Kendra? She was with a, a, a film crew. And also, I'm sure the hotel knew that there was, um, you know, a special from the Playboy Mansion, a special group from the Playboy Mansion coming. And who was right, they're not going to tell those VIP clients that they can't 
let the underage girl drink. No, and also I could see myself, because Kendra has that white, white blonde hair. I could see myself thinking, that bitch gotta be 21. What it has to be right. Like who's gonna really question it, you know? Yeah. So she so while they're down there, Destiny has bought a Costco cake. Okay. It is absolutely I'm not here to down Costco cakes. I love a grocery store sheet cake. Oh, for sure. But, but she that's what she's got. And she wants to get it, she wants to light candles and bring it back um to to Carmela. Now they do a lot of editing here with when, with Kendra, the show that she's stupid, they do a lot of like silent editing where she doesn't move. She's just looking. And what they intend for you to think is that she's thinking and it's hard. And so, <laughs> they do turn this into a whole spy mission, music and all that it doesn't need to be like, just bring her the cake. Yeah. Um, I, I said, why do you guys have to run up there and get the cake and put candles on it and bring it back? You're at a hotel resort place. Just ask one of the servers to bring That's it. That's true. Her. Chances are, because I mean, you're in a cabana. Chances are you've got some kind of concierge person. Yeah. Like, a, there's a term for that. But like, you know what I mean? Like the person who attends to you mm-hmm. in your cabana. Just yeah. have that person do it. You take them aside. You say, hey, I have a cake over at the front desk. Could you put, and the candles are with it. Could you light them up and bring them over here? We're going to sing happy birthday to her. They say yes. They cut the cake for you. Blah, blah, blah. You, you tip them. Maybe there's a cut cake cutting fee, but I mean, I don't see why they would have one. Yeah. This isn't, you know, one of those mid-range restaurants. So they, they like you said, it's this whole Ocean's Eleven bullshit that they're doing to get this fucking cake over there. The the who was it that was hiding them was it um a, cabana? a lifeguard a lifeguard a lifeguard was helping them hide and then they're over there i feel like they were like three feet from her trying to light these fucking candles and cursing and also there's a camera crew so she she's like i know there's a camera crew on her too but there's the cameras are right over there and they're pointed at something else i would have been like what's going on over there oh is kendra getting a cake for me like i don't i don't get how this was a surprise at all but, I guess you know, that they were just at some point they just got used to Kendra running off and doing her own thing. <laughs> they just, which is so funny. Did you notice? Like I thought it was very pointed the way they left in uh, Carmela going. Some she says something like, "Oh, some people." It's like something like that where she's like clearly irritated about something. Yes, and why I'm like, can't people let you be happy? Right, and I was like, "Is that I, either they left that in to make it sound like a dig, or they were talking shit about her and then she walked back?" I honestly thought that she was talking about. I, listen, I'm a writer, so I just make up shit all the time, but I seriously thought she was over there talking about how her parents didn't like her being in the magazine, <laughs> and there's oh. no evidence whatsoever. <laughs> I was oh, like, that's yeah. fun. I, I feel like someone was like, you know, you're a porn star, <laughs> and she was like, people won't let me be happy. I totally made that shit up, <laughs> and now I believe I, it, and see, I won't tell anyone. <laughs> I love it. A Carmela fan fiction. It's- <laughs> yeah, I do it all fucking time. I hear a little snippet of someone in the store, and I'll be like, they're suicidal. This could be the last place they go to. And I'll even tell my husband, be like, why are you making shit up? Stop. <laughs> that's just, I don't know. That's who I am. Oh, yeah, Jeff, ha- I thought that they left that in just to be like, because it's like some people will let you be happy because it's like, you know, when you go out with a group of girls for your mm, birthday and there's, and the yeah. Kendra in that group is always yeah. so much more difficult to like, just be together as a group. And like, I feel like they left that in to be like, they were talking shit about her. And then she comes back with a cake on nice. <laughs> yeah. And I bet you, just like we see um, Bridget offering to get stuff that matches Holly's outfit and them kikiing in the hallway, 
Bridget and, and Holly are a certain type of girl, and maybe Carmela's that type of girl, and Kendra is over there with Destiny. That's a different type of girl over there. I mean, let's be honest. They're, they happen to fall in the Gen X millennial age divide, so mm. there's, there's a difference. Yeah. I never yeah. really thought about that difference until I listened to the How Did This Get Made episode on Space Jam, but um, that difference <laughs> is there. That's, that sounds like a good episode. I am very interested in Space Jam. I'm sorry that Space Jam is tainted with R. Kelly. Like, oh, I know. you can't enjoy it. And R. Kelly made some really, I believe I Can Fly is a good song. What do you, it's good. It is, it is, I mean, it wouldn't be a song at like kindergarten graduations if it wasn't. Yeah. Cool. Like if we were in a car on a road trip, this is how I decide good songs always. If we were in a car on a road trip and I Believe I Can Fly came on, we would start singing it and we would just let it, we let it go. We'd be like, yeah, let's sing this. And and so- ever, oh, now I just got into a really dark place in my mind where it was like, you could possibly blame Hef in his own way for the current R. Kelly cult situation. <gasps> let's follow that thread. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, think about it. It's just the idea. Like, it it gave men license to just have a... I mean, I know that Hef wasn't the first. He didn't invent the concept. I think he was the most public. But it couldn't... But, I mean, it's... Outside of Hef, it's a pretty antiquated concept. It's the kind of thing you see in, like, with, like, King Henry and, like, you know, the king and I. Yeah. Like, it's not something that regular entrepreneurs do or it's like you know people who are super religious it's i mean and not to shame polyamory by any stretch of the imagination but we all know that's not not what's happening here that's this is not a consent you know this isn't even like even if you wanted to hide behind religion it's not even that it's i want a group of women available at my beck and call and heft is the only reason why that concept still exists for i mean I mean, I guess you could argue that somebody else would have done it or it's happening outside of him, but he definitely influenced way more people than would have possibly thought to do it on their own. Yeah, I mean, he he is a cultural icon. He is that touch point for all of us. And it's not just I want a group of women at my beck and call. I want a group of young women. Yeah. Young women. They have to be, like I said, Kendra's his type straight out of fucking high school. That is his type. I mean, have you seen, have you watched Marrying Millions at all? No, I haven't. Oh, girl, it's so fucking good. It's so okay. good. I mean, it's terrible, but it's good. And what, the old, Where's the, it on? So I think it's Lifetime, but it may also be, a, it's one of those things, because uh, it's paired a lot with Married at First Sight, where I think it, oh, it's probably floats, it floats between, yeah. But there's one couple in particular that's now on the second season too and the guy is in his, his 50s and the girl is and he's hideous he looks like a cross between dennis and randy quaid oh and <laughs> i'm not exaggerating go find him and that he, hurt he's, me <laughs> he's, it hurts more to watch and the the girl he's with and i don't like saying girl when referring to a woman who is of legal age but she is she uh during one episode in the new season she turns 22 and he is in his 50s and it's just it's half made all half walked so so many of these men could run and this poor girl is just like yeah i've never had i know again that Hugh Hefner Hefner is not the only reason why these types of men exist, but he gave them license. He made it something to a He gave them a model. Yeah. He gave them a model. And I felt the same way when I recently was rewatching Big Love. And 
you know, I was sitting there and I was thinking mm-hmm. about Marjean. Now, for those who never finished it, one of the things you find out in the last season, because I never watched the last season, is that Marjean was actually like 16 when she got married to them. She never told them that. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, if your girl can pretend to be 16, she's too fucking young for if she's 16. And if she if you have if she has to get actively carded at places. Yeah, she's too young for you. You're a grown fucking man. And she's only a few years older than your kids. And watching that again now, at the time I thought it was gross. We're watching it now. I really, sorry, I really think it's gross because I'm just thinking to myself, imagine that you get yourself caught up with this um, plural wife situation when you're 16 years old. And as the seasons go on, they're really annoyed with her because she's doing different things and she's starting, as she's growing the fuck up. Yeah, she's, she's wanting becoming things. an adult. So yeah. you're gonna, yeah. And she, yeah, she's different than when you met her. When you met her, she was a fucking child. Now she has children. She's her life is changing. And with these guys, these David Foster types is who I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Who who always are running around with these young girls. They will claim that it's because they keep me young. I'm a young person. I, you know. I, no one my age understands me, which is not true. And we'll see that when we get to the next episode. But what happens is these relationships never last long. La Dame on uh, Real Housewife of Potomac <laughs> is an exception. And the reason is, because and it's going bad now, but the reason is she was 30 when she met Ray, who was in his 50s. There's a big age difference, but a 30-some-odd woman knows, and she had a child already, knows... Not that being a ch- uh, having children makes you a woman, but you understand what I'm saying. Like she's yeah, no, she's had more life experience. That's she's the had thing. So I, much life experience. I forgot which couple brought it up on the recent episode of Marrying Millions, but it's something like it that predatoryness of like I like being the one to show them. Brett is very hung up on this on Rock of Love too, where he yeah. loves to. Oh, she's never been in a recording studio before. It's like what sort it's of raising mock her to virginity? Your hand. Yeah, like what sort of mock virginity play is this shit? Yeah. And like, why? But I think a lot about how Brett, I don't think Brett would, like somebody needs to ask Brett Michaels at, or, well, Hugh Hefner's dead, but it would have been nice if somebody had done this when he was alive. That like, how would you feel if you had a daughter who was going through these same motions? I don't, I think that Hef had been in it so long. I don't, I think he would say, you know, as long as he takes care of her. I think that's how mm-hmm. he, that's I true. think he thinks is the net. like, I think of it as possessing beauty and youngness, like mm-hmm. buying it. He wants to have it. It's like collecting those Pictures. Funko Pop dolls. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, 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 he, he desires it. And so he can get it. And even when his brother's around like that shit, when his brother's around, it's too much for me. I almost can't even watch the shit when, when I think his brother's name is Dennis. I, don't I know feel like they're, uh, they're like, like that. they're like Walt and Roy Disney's tethers. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, so <laughs> the man with the vision and the brother that takes care of the business. I mean, yeah, but that's the thing. And um, I just, this youngness, you cannot keep people when, like, there was no way Kendra was going to last there before. I think she, she left when she was like 24. I mean, I guess I never really clocked it because, I mean, well, it's clocked it to the, same degree that I am now as like a 31 year old watching this because you know when I'm watching this as a 16 17 year old it's like my entire life is like this because of my parent well not uh, not fully like this but you know you know like you are to the champagne room I got right. it. <laughs> like, 
we're not like, right, we're not that kind of family. But like, if, you know, the idea of somebody telling you, okay, you need to be home by nine o'clock and like, no, you can't wear that out. And no, you can't just go off and talk Mm -hmm. to boys when we're at a function. Like that was my life up until that point. So it wasn't as sinister to me now when watching this going, all of these rules, like even the fact that Holly has to stay in the room with him, it's because he's trying to keep her because it, it's so culty because I mean, I'm a big true crime But it's also because he has to have... rent the other rooms. So well, he I mean, spend it on her. He, he, he could have though. Like, I think that if he didn't, especially because she was the easiest to control. Yeah. I think that he knew that giving her even just a crumb, giving any of them a crumb of freedom would make them want to leave. Yeah, that's why he told her not to go see a therapist because the therapist would tell her to lo- leave him. And I was uh-huh, like, uh-huh, no, no, but dad. that was bold. I said, most abusers, like abusers come up with some other reason why you can't go to the therapist, but he's flat out said, don't go because your therapist is going to tell you to leave. But I think, I think that in his mind, he like thought he was joking, but knew it was the truth. Like if you <laughs> deliver it jokingly enough that she's not yeah. going to take it seriously, but like. Go talk to Mary. You're downstairs. telling on yourself. Yeah. Oh, poor Mary. So um, Holly calls Hef because um, she has to check in, unlike the other girls. <laughs> and but also another reason that she calls Hef is that Hef <laughs> no Hef has the final cut of these episodes. He puts things in and out. He's he um, has that agreement with production, and so his requirement is that he is in every episode. Mm. So even when they are not there, I. I know production knows that he must be in the episodes. And so I'm sure someone in production was like, now's a good time to call him because we're set up at the house. Because it's no coincidence they're at the house filming. I think it's weird too how aware he is of the camera. Like you think after like 50 decades of being in the public eye, you would like have a better handle on no, he's cameras. He's obsessed with it. He's, he's like he's like the breaking the fourth wall when he's on the phone with Holly. He's like yeah. looking directly into the camera, like hi, hi, sweetheart. Like how yeah. are things going? Yeah, and he sounds like her granddaddy. He right. he oh, absolutely it, sounds like her. That did sound like calling your grandpa. It did. Yeah, it was like, and she and he, like you said, she's he's like, oh, you're gonna be back by six. I think you're gonna surprise me. And she goes, no. I I really thought for a second she was going to be like, okay. And then the rest of the episode was going to be how to get everybody home earlier. Oh, thank God. Um, so they do all that. I feel like they got drunk off of that cake. Did you notice that they seem drunk after they're eating the cake? It felt like they don't eat carbs. As somebody who spent, who's like one of my favorite things to do is drink in front of the sun, like drink in the sun. Like, no, they probably weren't hydrating properly. They were oh, drunk by the pool. You're and right. at the end of the day, like it, you're zapped. You're done. Can you believe they drove, they flew to Vegas to stand by, to sit by a pool that they could have sat by at home? Better that than having to like spend time with us. Like, you know, was, anything to get out of the house for a day. Like, and that's like, that's the subtext of all of those talking heads is them being like, it was nice for like, four hours to interact with another person and not have him like watching my every move. Cause even in that one scene when they're looking, when they're in the hotel room and they're like the, the window washer comes and like Kendra's like sort of flashing him some titty. <laughs> and I was like, my first thought was like, Oh my God, she must've gotten in huge trouble when she got home. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's like they were living in the pandemic all the time. <laughs> that's 
that's yeah they're they're probably more than they're hyper prepared for this <laughs> so they end up going upstairs they they do like they're getting ready for dinner and they're just doing some wild girl stuff and there's nothing to see in this that is like interesting because it's just normal shenanigans except for when they were yelling girls gone wild and immediately i thought joe francis has been kidnapped twice <laughs> that's, that's, you have to be uh like i mean he's a piece of shit but you gotta be a real piece of shit to be kidnapped twice twice mm-hmm. <sighs> and it also reminded me that the first season of uh, the kardashians joe francis was calling him from jail and shit <laughs> That man. Where, what's he up to now? Does anybody know? I mean, uh, I don't really want to know. Kid. He lives in Mexico, so he doesn't have to be extradited for some crime or something. He, oh. <laughs> there's a good oh. episode of Swindled. I really love that podcast where they talk about Joe Francis. <laughs> I, I, I forgot that he was a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. He's been in prison multiple times. <laughs> that's how we... That's is that Just confirm for me that's the girls gone wild guy right that was yeah his, that was his, i so he is the reason that my friend and i in college used to use and i apologize i guess the the term for it now would be caitlin jennard where uh your family just leaves you out of a whole ass plan <laughs> and you have to find about it later like we used to like my friend we were in college when that episode of keeping up with the kardashians aired or like that like when that was like a recurring mm-hmm. thing on keeping up with the kardashians and like she whatever was in college like far away from home but not far enough away that she couldn't have come home for things and she'd like go on facebook and see that her family had like a whole family party and like didn't even think to call her and she's like well got caitlin jenner again (laughs) yeah but that is so fucking accurate because caitlin would be running around i i know that caitlin likes to be called bruce in in those oh in those okay i just want to like dead name her for no reason you know exactly she she you know she does a lot of things that are different than what we traditionally do for trans people she actually enjoys being misgendered by her children but um she does (laughs) she she encourages them to but um like when she talks about her triathlon days and like she wants to be called bruce at that time she does not say caitlin won the triathlon uh but i know what you're saying how like Bruce would be walking around that house just like do 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 and they waiting just, for carpool and yeah. you know, they just and they'd be like, in Mexico right, just, at Joe Francis's house. Right, just fuck it up to Mexico doing a girls gone wild shoot. And you know, Bruce like at the Bruce had to be the dad and be like, What are you all doing? And just like completely left out of and mean? this was like a recurring theme on every episode. Like that was his story. Yeah, no wonder that marriage didn't work out, huh? <laughs> You literally didn't give a fuck about her. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the girls would do all kinds of shit and like Caitlyn would just be, you know, just like, oh, you guys left the country? Shit. <laughs> oh. um, all right. So they do all that stuff upstairs. They go to dinner and then it's time to fucking go because you've all, this is like an episode. This is like a trip to Target and they're all rushing. You know, Kendra doesn't want to go, but you know, Bridget and Holly are not going to let her not go (laughs) they're like no bitch we gotta get there and what the interesting part was that at the front desk when they're checking out holly's boob just falls out yes i mean what's it like to have does that happen when you have fake titties like i mean i like i know what you mean like you're asking if she can feel it (laughs) yes like did do you just not know are you that drunk because that's perfectly possible too but like how does that just 
happen? Or did you like forget where you were? Where like that kind of shit can happen at home? And you know, like I think she was very focused on getting home. I think. Oh, also, Holly says that in terms of um, of nudity, when they first started doing this, she was just naked all the time. And I looked like that. I would be. (laughs) Yeah. Why would she is? Do you see how skinny she is? Just if I like, and that that scene watching them eat cake was like insult to injury, right? Yeah. Like, wasn't it just like they don't oh really my eat God. cake, girl? Well, you know like, they don't. But it's like the equivalent of like those girls on Instagram who think like eating pizza is a personality trait, you know? know? Like that I new TikTok trend. There's that new TikTok trend where people do like the wide filter, and they're like, people say put this filter on to feel better about yourselves, and then they turn it off, and they're like twig, like seventeen year old twigs, and it's I just know. like, you know, people really live like this, right? Like. Like right. You know, can- it's insulting to, for, <sighs> for you to be over here talking about how fucking ugly you are. <laughs> Meanwhile, my blob of a self is watching you. And now I'm suicidal. Like this, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're just over there pointing out some fucking speck on your skin that I can't even fucking see. <laughs> you're like, I'm a monster. Ugh. <sighs> she's so skinny. Those boobs are so big. But what she's saying is that, what she said was that when they first started filming, they would, um, keep in mind you haven't been in a magazine yet i'm not saying they're not used to being naked but like being naked in a hotel lobby is very different than skinny dipping uh so that's what i'm saying maybe she's just like so used to being trapped in the house and like if a titty pops out at the playboy mansion you're one of like five people that happened to today i can't believe i can't believe you two showed it I, I gasped. I, I, like, and, I'm, and I'm not even the type of bitch who's offended by a titty. No, no, no. But like, I, especially on YouTube, I just went. <gasps> yeah. But what she's saying is that when they first got on, they would be naked a lot. And um, production realized they couldn't, like, you know, they, they can't yeah. show on E. But f- what they finally realized is that, like, you could show it when you did the DVD sets. You could show it on foreign markets. And so then production really wanted to get them naked all the time. Then they would do things where they'd follow them into rooms that they asked them not to follow them into to get them naked. So, because they could sell more DVDs. Because remember, this is a time when you would go out and buy your box sets. No, I know. I was was caught completely off guard watching Heather Chadwell get naked so much in season one of Rock of Love. Like, yeah. I was stunned. And it just was like, because I'm used to watching it with her blurred, like, or I hadn't watched it in years. She but I just blurred like, like half the fucking season. Yeah, <laughs> if you watch it on just, Hulu. Right, right. She just, she's naked. Like on Tubi, uh, Tubi and Amazon Prime, she's, I've seen Heather's tits plenty uh, of times now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure she had great tits though. So she, she, she had an awesome body. They were pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I love that. She, again, another old one at a whopping 32. <laughs> Oh, that's right. They talked about her. They talked about her like she escaped a nursing home to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like how she consistently gets like turned down for being considered basically attractive because she's all of 32. Meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, Brett and his toupee are just swinging through the house like it's no problem. But she's 32 and a hot, gorgeous stripper and she's too old. How old is Brett? He's in his 40s, yes? Yeah, uh, 44. Yeah. How, how can someone, if you're 44, how can someone 32 be too old for you? How's that even possible? When, when you're a disgusting predator? There allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. You know. <laughs> Whatever, I'm not trying to get sued. <laughs> Sprinkle allegedly is all over this, like Jesus and Miro, yeah. <sighs> so the plane's delayed. They get home late. I mean, they, get, they finally get out of there. Dragon Kendra with them. 
Like the kid sister. <laughs> I didn't want to get out of the limo. That's never a good sign. When you don't want to go to your own bed. When you'd rather sleep in a limo than your own bed in a mansion? What and you've that? been traveling since 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> and then I love they have to play. She got car sick. She was drunk. That's what we're calling hangovers now? Car sick? <laughs> and she probably fell asleep in the pl- on the plane and woke up like a toddler does after you've been driving them around in the car and they- and you finally get home and you have to take them out of the car seat and they're pissed at you. And yeah, like, and I'm sure, I'm sure they could have had somebody physically carry her in like you do a toddler at the end of a long like, road trip. She weighs about 80 pounds. Easily. <laughs> All right, like so 40 the- of that is titty. <laughs> Let's do that episode. The next episode is fight night. And that, and the theme of that is that they do a fight. They do a lot of events at the Playboy Mansion. I can imagine living there and being fucking tired all the time. Because well, just because all- you can't, you, there's like, you just want to go to bed sometimes, I feel like. Wouldn't you want to just go to bed and read a book sometimes, but there's like a function going on outside? Yeah. Or wouldn't you just be tired of like, I don't know. I feel like there's no work-life balance. (laughs) That's why. Are they employees or are they girlfriends? Told you the worst of both worlds. (laughs) So they have a fight night. They said it's 800 people there. And I forget who's boxing. I believe it's women boxing. So Um, I was very, I spent like a half a second terrified when I saw that giant tub of something that said like fight night on it and I was like are they gonna have to wrestle oh no like I spent so much of these episodes just terrified of the worst case scenario I know it, it yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> so they're getting set up for that but there's a little b story a Bridget buying a puppy and that's Wednesday which I think is a cute puppy name by the way I I was like, cause I realized that was the beginning of my obsession with flat faced animals. I watched this going, this is what I wanted. Like, this is what I still want. Like a little like goofy Pekingese and like a goofy little like exotic, like exotic cat. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And Bridget says she's getting this little puppy who is super tiny and has to be flown in because (laughs) she has been trying to walk her cat on a leash for years. And she's been trying to get this cat that I like a dog. And that's not working, so she might as well go ahead and get a dog. I think they focus on these animals so much. One, because they're adorable, but two, because they are the perfect juxtaposition to her energy. Just like these two, like a little black cat with the angriest face I've ever seen on an animal. (laughs) Grumpy cat before grumpy cat was a thing. Literally, right? Gizmo's the original grumpy cat. And like, she just picks it up in her pink and she's like, hi, my baby, I love you. And that cat looks like, bitch. What about like, when she has to chase it and the cat's trying to get away and she's like, you're Elmiring the fucking right. <laughs> right, and she just stands there pouting by the cat tree. Like, what a visual. And he's just, and I think Gizzy's a girl. Gizzy's like, please, please stop. <laughs> Leave me alone. I told you that, I swear, you Google Bridget, Mark, or like maybe Bridget, Girls Next Door, um, dog hyphen A hyphen tonic. And there is the clip of her putting this bunny costume. I forget which episode it is on the show. She's putting this bunny costume on the dog and the dog just collapses. And she's like hysterical. It's very funny. Like, yeah. it's just, and she's not doing anything terrible. She's just like putting a little like bunny costume. Bridget's and ambitious. And a lot of things like she's always got a craft. She's always trying to make a dress. She's always going to put a, you know, an outfit on a dog. Like she's. It just, keep yourself busy. I guess. But she's just, when you're a trapped prisoner, like, like, I mean, it's like the beginning of Tangled, right? Where it's like, <laughs> when will my life, like I paint my room and I like comb my hair. And it's like, you know, that's her life. 
And so the, the B story, oh, also her sister Anastasia's there. I was shocked that they were allowed to have long-term guests, but then I saw Anastasia. And well, I remember tests. Anastasia used to come all the time, but she's there for the summer. How old is Anastasia? I want to say she was 16. Not old enough. So how old was Bridget during this time? I want to say she's like 26, maybe okay. 25. So I did a quick Wikipedia on her, and I think she was probably six or seven when her mom got remarried, and because Anastasia's her half-sister. So she's probably i would say 18 at most 20 at most i just think it's and she's in school because while they're down to fight night anastasia's doing homework and stuff (laughs) i just can you imagine if like your 17 year old was like well um i'm gonna go stay with my half sister at the playboy mansion for the summer i i can't imagine having what like having one child go would already be distressing enough but to send the younger one there would be too much i would put my foot down and yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm all for, like, sex positivity and, you know, like, sex work positivity. Like, I fully support your decision to do that. I just, there is obviously something way more predatory and fucked up about the Playboy Mansion than other types of sex work. I would, I would be unhappy with my underage child being there. Oh, 100%. But, and even if she was, like, 18, I'd be unhappy because I'd be like, I don't want this imprinting on her. I, like, it's not... And how do you compete with that? Yeah. Like, as a parent, like, how do you compete, again, with your kid having everything at their beck and call? Yeah. And then they have to come home to their regular mediocre life, and they're supposed to have a curfew and a bedtime and, right. like, you know, whatever? Like, how do you And I got to try to push you to, like, figure out what you want to do with your life, either go to college or trade school or start, like, and you just came from a place where people just lie around in their rooms all day? <laughs> yeah. You, there's no competing with that as a parent. No, and so I would have never let her go anyway. I've been like, no, she can't stay for the summer. I'm sorry. You, why don't you come back and visit us? But I'm not going to do this. Yeah, so no. I, I was shocked to see her there. I knew she came, and there, and I think at one point they dress her up. Like this is episodes down, they dress her up for like I think it's the Midsummer Night's Dream party. So it's this season, and even watching the first time, I was like, no, don't do that to her. Don't don't dress her up in lingerie and take her downstairs. Don't do that. I mean, I'm not saying this is like a weird Paul Bernardo, Carla Homolka situation, but the tones are there. Yeah. What if Hef took a liking to her? That's what I'm saying. That's right. Yeah. What if Hef took a liking to her and then, because at this point, they're still sleeping with Hef. Uh, It's once a week at most, but they're still sleeping with him. It's another, I think it's another year until, according to Kendra, they just came back from one of their club nights and- no one went upstairs to do the thing and they just stopped. Oh. Um, yeah, that's Kendra says it lasts about two years. Uh, Holly doesn't say when it stopped, but she does say Heth was getting older and the medications. And, and I also feel just, like for her, it didn't stop at the same point. Like, it uh, maybe not. Maybe he'd be up in there just like rub it, you know, that she can't even go to fucking sleep. Ugh. But imagine, I'm, I'm just saying, like, what's a conversation Bridget has to have if they come back from a club night? And he's like, bring Anastasia upstairs. That's the kind of thing that would have me murder you. <laughs> that would be like, no. I can't, even, little sister. I can't even think of something to say because I can't imagine that I would be okay with her coming there in the first place. I can't imagine. And like, if we were talking to the girls at this time that we're watching on the show, they would say, that will never happen. This is our boyfriend. You know, why are you guys trying to make it so gross? But- 
it's not far-fetched for us to think that because if Kendra's do you 20, think that if the sister do you think that if the sister looked dumpy that he would have let her stay because i don't think so i don't know but she's you when we look at anastasia she's a pretty girl but she's definitely not she doesn't look like kendra and she's only but she's more like homegrown older. she's like hometown yes. hottie kind of like she was like she was beautiful enough that i was like oh well that makes sense yeah. you know yeah so i don't know i really don't fucking know but i i wonder if bridget ever asked herself about it. i wonder bridget is i think is the one who didn't write a book no and, i thought she had a book well I keep saying, no I don't think she wrote a book, but if she did, it'd be too boring to read. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I, yes, I, yeah. I, and Holly and Bridget are really good friends. So I don't think Holly would say, and you know, Hef wanted Anastasia to come upstairs and Bridget cried. And <laughs> I don't think Holly would tell us that, but I bet you, I mean, the Playboy Ranch is the darkest place on earth. It's the worst timeline. It's the darkest mm. timeline. So the saddest. Yeah, it's a place where Bill Cosby and Donald Trump used to go all the time. It's a terrible <laughs> place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I know there are people listening to this going, Princess, you're just making shit up again. And you're right, I am. But I don't think it's too far. I don't I think mean, it, it's crazy. I, I feel like you're just, because you're not sure. The only thing that's making this sound made up is that you're not sure of the exact details. But I'm sure there is some overlapping with the truth in what you're saying and what we're all thinking about it's so culty. It's just yeah. a, it's just a socially accepted cult. Every time you say, it into a brand. Every time you say culty, I think of cult and Larissa. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's Not those like, lunatics. Imagine that, that shows only been in a couple of years and that has now entered my brain. So no one can say culty to me anymore because immediately I go, I think about Miss Debbie and <laughs> culty and Larissa. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so 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 Anastasia's there. She doesn't go to the party or whatever, but she's there, and the and the dog comes. It's shitting all over the place, and I mean that's it. It's a puppy, and the cat doesn't like it. And why wouldn't why would it? That cat's been there for eight years, or not there, but he's been with uh, Bridget for eight years, and you just show up with this fucking little dog looks just like me. I don't think so. <laughs> what do you think I'm gonna die? I'm not doing it. I think what's so funny is like the the competition in this house and in this episode is fostered so much to the point that they literally pit the pets against each other. <laughs> like what sort of fucked up production choice is that where it's like, okay, so we already know that the women like, you know, don't like each other in real life. And there's obviously like Hef encourages that competition. He's mm-hmm. obviously like fucking feasting off of Barbie acting like such a nightmare <sighs> to them. Which Hef loves like, drama. That right, so like that's such a point in the show, and there's like so little really going on that they need to be like, you know, who else is gonna fight the animals? <laughs> you know, who else is like resentful of each other and jealous about the new one coming in? The animals. <laughs> but in what if they were defense. trying to make some kind of like meta commentary? You know, like what? it just it's in Gizzy's defense. <laughs> if someone showed up with. A little animal, not animal, with a person that looked just like me and called her Duchess and was like, hey, we just invited her to live here. I'd be like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You mean like what happens to all of the girlfriends? (laughs) You bring in somebody who looks just like you and it's like, oh, great. So now she's part of the family too. It's a metaphor. You know, he loves one of the reasons, like when he had the seven girlfriends where, where he was keeping more girlfriends, one of the ways you could get in really good with him is that you brought girls around. Like you. Oh, 
you like, cause you know, it's not just the girlfriends on the Sunday pool parties on like the little smaller parties. It's not just the girlfriends. So if you have girls that you can invite, like if you always bring like three or four girls over on oh, Sunday. Oh, like that record scratch freeze frame moment where, uh, who is it? Uh, which one at the end of the last episode, right? It's like, I have girls in my room and he like yes. stopped like, and he's like, yeah. I have girls in my room. Wait, hold on yeah. one second. I'm going to come right back. So like, keep that he- in mind that when they're out here trying to make friends and they talk about their friends all the time on the show, it is beneficial to you for you to have friends because when you're having your nights up in the room, you need to be able to invite a girl. Like he likes someone who can invite someone. Well, it also means less time you have to spend on the dick. Absolutely. And I mean, you only get a few pumps anyway. So the other thing that's happening is Barbie Benton's there. Now, Barbie's the ex-girlfriend. She is probably Hef's most famous ex-girlfriend. Um, they dated for eight and a half years. They dated from 69, 1969 to 1976. And 79, she married like a real estate agent. She had, uh, not agent, a real estate developer and they had kids and everything. Um, she gives me big Marianne Williamson energy. Absolutely. She, I, if she does not read your fucking energy, if she does not <laughs> hand you a crystal when you leave her home, I don't know who does. Like, that I mean, look right at, I mean, her dressed up outfit was like, like a tank top and like a big flowy skirt and like a, a wrap. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's dressed like some lady in Vermont is right now. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And she's 24 years younger than Hef. She started dating Hef. How old was she? She was 18. And he was 42. Um, she, so she, he, he tells it during this episode, but he used to have like a playboy after dark show. Hef is very concerned with being famous. He loves being around famous people. That's why, think about why the playboy mansion always invites celebrities. They've been doing that from the beginning because he loves celebrity. He, he was on TV. She was on TV. She was on that show. She was also on Hee Haw, which I was like, whoa. I mean, not that I would know her from Hee Haw, but like, she looked very familiar to me, and like I saw, not that I kept up with Playboy to that extent, but like I couldn't. Maybe it's like the resemblance to Sissy Spacek that I was just yes. like afraid of playing tricks on me. But like she looked very familiar, and I couldn't place why. Yeah, well, I mean, she and she was on the cover like six or seven times. She's been inside a bunch of times. Um, her real last name is Klein. She's Jewish, mm-hmm. but Hef told her to change her name to Benton for you know anti-Semitism. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so they're, they've been broken up, but have always invites ex-girlfriends back. And Holly says the reason is this, because so much fucked up things happen there that allowing girls to come back, um, treating them favorably. Uh, he, even some of his main girlfriends and they come back and he gives them money for things and allows them to go to events and stuff. It is to keep them happy. Gaslit. Yes. And so that they do not, you know, write a book or, or, um, go on TV and talk shit about you. Or even give them a chance, like not even for non-publicity reasons, they don't have to go home and sit and think to themselves, I made a terrible decision. Right. Because every time they do, they then have that countered with, well, he also has been really nice to me since. Like, if it was just about mm-hmm. me being young and hot during that time, then we wouldn't still be friends or, like, he still wouldn't invite me places. And it's like, no, honey, he's exactly. keeping the gaslighting going. It's for, yeah. And it's definitely an ego thing, too, because I would assume that he also in his head's like, I don't want them to think badly about me. Right. Yeah. And... 
I, so they, all the girlfriends come back. Holly says, so when Holly left the mansion, Holly, Bridget was preparing to leave. So was Kendra. Bridget had a spinoff. I think she was traveling and doing a travel show. Kendra mm-hmm. had her spinoff in the works too. And what they were going to do for season six of Girl Next, Girls Next Door is that it was going to be Kendra got her wish and is alone with Hef. And they're going to, you know, oh. that's, that's kind of what it was going to be. And, but at that point, she had really, she, first of all, she didn't want to be alone with Hef. She I was going to say, Bridget like, all those scenes where she calls him honey, I was like, oh, right, you're there because you're supposed to be his girlfriend. Like, you know, like, yeah. you, like it's weird seeing her try to play into it. Yeah. And so she's going to be there by herself. It's going to be even more restrictive. Like, Kendra's going off to have a baby and a husband. I mean, I don't know if she didn't, she was pregnant. And a husband. And she's going to go live her life and do, and do, and do appearances and stuff. Bridget's going to travel, which they don't usually get to do. And yeah. so Holly does not want to be there anymore. But she can't. First of all, she signed a contract to be on season six. And it's kind of like signing a contract to be his girlfriend. Um, and two, he's, like, trying to... to convince her not to and she starts going she she ends up going to vegas once by herself he says she can spend the night kind of like being like i'm gonna make an exception for you but then he forgot because he's old Mm -hmm. and so she calls him before bed well before she goes out because you know it's his bedtime and they talk and everything's great but then he calls her the next morning and goes I thank you for the worst night of my life. And she's like, what? He's like, I was up all night long worried about you and because you didn't come home and I guess you're happy now. Like this was, this to her was her last, according to her was, was like towards the end because she was just thinking, this is only going to get worse. There's no way it's going to get better. And she's like, I actually had a conversation with him and she, and she told him, she's like, we talked. I also had my cell phone on all night. You could have called at any point. If you were at home crying in the bed and couldn't sleep, which she didn't believe. I think he was asleep too. He's old. And so, <laughs> right. I mean, like if he's that nine o'clock curfew, wasn't that for no reason. Like, yeah, he's, he, he needs to get his rest. <laughs> he's got osteoporosis or something. <laughs> he needs to go to sleep. <laughs> so she, so, and he's like, I didn't want to because I just knew you were out there doing whatever and you don't care about me and you're like all the rest of them. And that was when she was pretty much like, I'm not going to stay here. I just don't know when I'm going to leave. She, she met Chris Angel at that point, but she was not dating him according to her, but I don't know. Holly likes to be like the good girl, you know? I mean, would you own up to dating Chris Angel? No, 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 no. <laughs> the same eyeliner that fucking Brett had. Brett always looks dirty to me. I'm like, wipe <laughs> your face. What is that on your face? He does. He does need an oil blotting. Uh, yeah. It's too much. So so when, ha- when Holly leaves, she is one of the few girls. So Hef is angry at her. He's, he's very angry with her. Um, and so she's one of the few girls that doesn't get to come back. Like she did, there were, she was working with Playboy in certain ways and she did get to come to big things, but he didn't really invite her back anymore. Like he did the other girls. Mm. Um, the PR team that works with Playboy would put Bridget and Kendra together for certain things, but would not ask Holly. Like Hef was very angry at her for leaving. And normally he's not that angry. When Kendra said- I think said, because probably because the rest of them like see this as a thing you'd need to do to like- it's like a really manipulative boss who finds a worker who is like competent, but also like will go above and beyond. Whereas the rest of the employees are just like, whatever, this is a starter job that'll help me get experience and go somewhere else. And she took it the most seriously. And he 
got off on that control because he didn't really get it from anybody else. So when she, it, he, of course he's going to take it more personally when she finally stands up for himself. That that yeah. was like, that was his dream. The one he could completely control and manipulate. And she f- freed herself. And that is the ultimate insult. Right. And she talks about him leaving that will around, like just leaving a folder marked will on the bed. <laughs> so she could see that he was <laughs> I was like, he's like Wiley Coyote. <laughs> just like, who, who comes up with these plans? Like, it's like, did, was it also like, was it like a box hovering over it, you know, to like literally trap her? Yeah, I was like, like definitely is- not for Holly to see. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. And he couldn't just sit her down and say, you know, I really want you to be with me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to die soon anyway. So I'm going to leave you a bunch of money. What he had to do was like leave traps around for her. to. It's just, but she felt like, Holly felt like she was really in a relationship with him. And she says over and over again that it's one of those things, which I talked about with the Flavor of Love girls. Were they in love with Flavor Flav? No. Did they want to go to a steak dinner after sitting around all day just talking about Flavor Flav with production with the other girls? You can't go anywhere. They're built. They're bringing you catering, which is sandwiches and cereal, probably a lot of times. Did you want to? If you weren't, you wanted to leave the house, and the only way to leave the house that night was to go on a date with Flav. So fuck yeah, they wanted to go. <laughs> it just—it's the same thing that happens on The Bachelor. It's—I feel like she 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 describes. Um, how she kind of just convinced herself like there's only two choices either i'm stupid for being here or i'm in love and it's Mm. really it's really hard to say well i'm dumb and i made a lot of bad decisions when the option is no and you committed so much of your life to it too yeah and you've gained so many experiences and things from it it's just it is a master class in i'm sure you've had to like argue with your family and friends about it yeah so what are you supposed to do? Go back and go, actually, I was wrong when you told me not to move in here. <laughs> you, you have to double down and say, no, I'm in love with him. We're in a real relationship. I am Mrs. Flavor Flav! <laughs> I love oh, Tiffany. I love her. Oh, Tiffany. I love her so much. Um, so yeah, Barbie's there. And Holly tries to play this off the whole episode, but she's intimidated by Barbie. I mean, because Barbie has confidence. Yeah. Barbie left and has a whole fucking life. She's married and have kids, which is something Holly loves. And Hef pays her a lot of attention. Hef, this is what I meant when I say they'll claim that they do not have a lot in common with women their age. And not that Barbie's his age. Barbie's much younger than him. Barbie's closer, at least. Like- much closer. She, he could be her father, not her grandfather. <laughs> but the bars in hell. Yeah. He has... She's the one that convinced him to buy the Playboy Mansion. She like they they have so much in common in history, and they're just talking about people they know and stuff. And this is you know I used to do a, a podcast podcast called Spelling Tea, and I talked a lot about Tori Spelling. And one of the remember Tori Spelling and her husband Dean McDermott Ugh. met on a met on a um shoot where he was married and like in the process of adopting a child with his That's wife. Right, and she was married too. And they were like, they fucked all for the whole shoot. Also, the movie's terrible. I did a, I did a bonus episode on it. And how does it stack up to uh, whatever Leanne Rimes and Eddie Cibrian did? That's <laughs> about the same. So, <laughs> so they they leave their spouses, and but the problem is his his um, 
wife, his ex-wife is a huge part of now Tori's story. Mm. Like she, like, and she's much younger than, she's a little bit younger than Dean. And when they get together, because they have a son together, him and his ex-wife are so good together. They are like, they play off each other. They have a lot to talk about. They're funny. And it's hard for her to watch because he told her that they had a terrible relationship. And maybe they did. But later when he cheats on her, like all the whole relationship, he's always told her, we didn't really have a relationship. She was terrible. I hated her. We didn't have anything to talk about. It was dry in there. And But they have all this chemistry. And the ex-wife was like, actually... Like I said, we're like they were adopting a child at the time together. They were in the middle of their adoption. And mm. he wrote me love letters every day. And it's hard because you think and Holly thinks that she's the best thing that ever happened to have. And right. That you're that you're different and you're first. And I'm told I'm I'm sure that he told her that too. Oh, you're not like the other girls. Yeah, but seeing Barbie, especially, I'm sure with the other girls too, is Actually, you're not that different from the other girls. They just aged out. And Holly even says she's not jealous because she's too old for him now. I was like, "Mm, Holly, that's a bird on you. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a sweetie. Like, how you get him is how you lose him. Yeah. That's to Tori and to Holly. (laughs) And also, if you marry for money or you get in a relationship for money, you will earn every single fucking penny of it. And Hef makes you earn it. Yeah, he's, he's from the Great Depression. You think he's not going <laughs> to get the most out of, like, stretch his pennies? I'm just imagining he saving Ziploc bags in his room. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> like, if he was, like, a regular person, the, the garbage bag collection, the, the plastic uh, grocery bag collection under his sink yeah. would be out of control. Imagine going out to you with Hef and you're like, I don't know, you're trying to throw away a napkin. He's like, no, 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 save that. <laughs> And we have times about us and like COVID-19 where like, are our kids and grandkids going to talk about us the way that like people talked about their parents who lived through the depression? Like, oh, why does your mom do that? It's like, why does grandma do that? It's like, oh, don't forget she lived through, you know, (laughs) COVID-19. When I'm, when I'm a grandmother and my grandkids have to explain why I don't let other people in my house, they're going to be like, you know, she lived through that pandemic, right? Why, why, like, right. Why does grandma wipe down all her groceries? Yeah. Right. (laughs) But like depression era habits, right? Hopefully, I won't be fucking an eighteen-year-old. Hopefully, I won't <laughs> have to explain it to my lover. Hopefully, that's yeah. <laughs> okay, so Barbie and I mean the whole the whole thing about this episode is Barbie's really giving it to Holly because the other two girls are tangential relationships. Holly's supposed to be the main girl; she's supposed to have the real relationship, and. I mean, Barbie's just like, I can't believe she's got a tattoo. Barbie, when Barbie said- That was such a weird, cause like, I mean, the whole thing is jealousy, right? Like Barbie yes. being very insecure about her age and asking yep. them if they know anything about life and if they cook. Clearly all of that is Have insecurity. Have you met their parents? Yeah. Right. But it, when she asks about the tattoo, it's like a whole other like door is opened. Like that she's, she's jealous of like things that- she wasn't allowed to do during that time like he freaked out about her getting her ears pierced so it's like resentment on levels on levels on levels but it also reminds us of how old these fuckers are i swear to god you know who else actively crusaded against the young women around him getting his ears pierced my grand my grandfather to his daughters exactly 
Exactly. This sounds, my mother has six sisters. This sounds like something they would be talking about with their dad. Like, you know, he wouldn't let us get her ears pierced. He said we'd never make it anywhere with holes in her ears. Right. Like, <laughs> grandpa's fine with you having a tattoo, but I was never, wouldn't have been allowed to get one when I was your age. Exactly. And it's like, that's so weird. And Holly's up, I mean, I'll say this Holly handled herself fairly well because um, she didn't move so they could talk. By the way, when Holly's sitting, when, when Hef's sitting in there and, you know, I guess, I guess Kendra flipped his hat to the side. He looks like he's remaking Weekend at Bernie's. He's got these. Oh my God, he looks so bad. He looked decrepit. Like, like peak. <laughs> he looked like they were making his arms move. He was, he was terrible. He's got those wraparound shades too. Yeah, no, they're like covering something up. And his hat was to the side. He was wearing like a, a flowery shirt. I was like, is he dead? Has he been dead for years at this point? And they're trying to fool us. But, you know, uh, Holly like moved so that they could talk so she wouldn't have to bend over her. Holly was polite to her. I mean, she did go upstairs early, but I mean, I she took it like a champ. I was like, I would have gone upstairs early too. It's, it, I mean, you can't curse her out because then grandpa, boyfriend, daddy's going to yell at you. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't. I mean, what can you do? You just have to be like, you know what? I'm getting tired. I'm going to go upstairs. Yeah, that's, that's got to be. And then to have somebody constantly undermining you, like even take the, the feelings or not out of it, to have somebody consistently, old enough to be your mom, first of all, like consistently insulting you and putting you down for just existing. You know, right. she can't help that she's 24. She yeah. can't help that she's, well, she's 20, what, 27, 26, Order. 27? She's, in her she's young enough, right? That she's, she can't help that she's young. She can't help that this is her, well, she can't help that it's, you know what I mean? Like, I it's, like there's a, it's like she's picking on her for things beyond her control because clearly she feels insecure, which is like very unbecoming of Barbie too. And you Barbie, know? you did the same so, thing, babe. Right. Well, you like should be moved on from this a little better like and then it's like is it jealousy that you're not young is it hyper protectiveness of your you know predator like well nope sorry boyfriend you know like is it like what is the what is the root of this barbie you did he wasn't monogamous with you either you just didn't have a girlfriend that you had to stand on either side with so like she you did the exact same things i know i think what barbie feels like is that when she comes back to the mansion, because when she was at the mansion, like, sh- like she convinced him to buy it. She, like, she was very much the mistress of this house. And coming back to it, it's like, well, you know, this is still my place. I, you wouldn't have any of this if it wasn't for me. And I get that, Barbie. But I don't know. I, and I, I would like say- coming I back to s- that house, oh, so no, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, I would ask Hef not to ask her back, but I was like, they don't have that type of agency. No. No, and I don't think he, I mean, like, what are you going to do? Oh, why? Because she was mean to you? Yeah, that's what he lives for. He loves it. Like, he, he would invite her back it. more often if you told him that. And In I'm fact, sure she's back every season. That. Yeah, of course. I think people really liked seeing Barbie. I think that, and I also think, okay, so I know that Holly was going to be an actress. I know that Kendra was a stripper. Um, I know that they wanted to be in entertainment. I think Barbie has it for entertainment i can see her i can see her drawing people to her i can see what's she from colorado at this point i can see her being the toast of the town whatever fucking town she's in colorado or whatever right she's got a fun personality she like in her heyday she was like super cute but like in a different kind of way whereas like they're as pretty as these girls are they're all kind of cut from the same mold whereas barbie is a very different look from all of them 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's definitely he, uh, Hefner's uh, aesthetic. He loves a college girl. He doesn't, I was talking about this last episode, even though Playboy is a porn brand. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know it's been shifted into a family brand, but it's a porn brand. He doesn't want to be associated with, with porn stars, prostitutes, or strippers. And I was like, that's so interesting that because there's agency because those women even if you know mm. trafficking or a problematic life society like those women are aware of their sexuality whereas he what like it's very much you know one direction you don't know you're beautiful like he needs to be the <laughs> one to tell them like oh by the way you're sexy like i like there is sex appeal to you you are sex and they're just they get to be born sexy yesterday be like really i had no idea genuinely yeah yeah Yeah. and so barbie is that type like aesthetically she fits that more than kendra does Mm -hmm. um so that i mean that's pretty much the episode the only other thing we should talk about is kendra is the life of the party and she's having a damn good time she's trying to get her dick wet like she is making connections Peyton Manning there is like at least in these two episodes there was one scene like in both episodes where I was like Kendra's got got in trouble for that like there's no way that her going oh my god like this athlete that athlete whatever like well she says Peyton Manning you need to get your ass over here I mean I was like damn what a flex to go to like one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, like considered one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, be like, you come to very, me. He's a very famous person. Then she leans over to, to heaven and goes, Peyton Manning needs to say hello to you. <laughs> right, like, right. Like that's that's so, and he's so dumb that he's like, you know, she doesn't like it's not clear that she's like selfishly doing that at all. <laughs> I also love the way that, oh, back to the mannequin thing I mentioned yes. earlier, that she realized the mannequin was a mannequin once, but I realized the way they edited it through the rest of the episode was that she was telling people because i'm sure somebody laughed when she mentioned that that happened that she yes was like, oh, people think that's funny and of course because she's telling a bunch of men who will laugh when she tells them literally anything mm-hmm. oh i loved liked, i loved when you were talking about i don't know if it was last episode or episode before we were talking about brandy on oh, rock how, of love uh, how, has, men, how men has never have never not told her that her story was interesting right so she doesn't know how to tell a fucking story because men just listen to her and if women don't listen to her, she's like, they're jealous of me. And so she- Right, <laughs> right. She never learned, I, like I compared it in that episode and I was thinking about that a lot watching this one, especially that scene where like men were helping them at uh, the Palms, where there's a great Chappelle show sketch. It's not great, it's terrible, but you know what I mean? Like it's very um, deep, like way deeper than you would think coming from that situation where this woman has like big boobs and she's like, oh, they're ruining my life. And they do uh, a, whatchamacallit. It's uh, a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life where they take her boobs away and how men treat her so much differently in the world because she doesn't have boobs. And she's like, actually, I want men to be nice, quote unquote, to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's better that way. Like, men are terrible to me without it. And like, that is how these women are blissfully unaware of how the rest of us live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kendra, and, and Kendra's been at this Playboy Mansion for a year. She's gotten very used to it. She's gotten very used to being like, Peyton Manning, get your ass over here. She's made <laughs> a lot of progress in a very small amount of time about, mm-hmm. like, just based on her looks. Yeah. And, like, that's not knocking her at all. Like, but You gotta it's... use what you got to get what you want, as they say on the Players Club, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, she wouldn't, like, why would she know anything different? Because since she's gotten her tits... 
or since mm-hmm. she's grown into being like a mature enough looking person, but still youthful, whatever. But like, she's never known anything else. Yeah. She's a hot girl and I'm not going to hold, I'm not going to hold that against her. It's not like, I don't, don't know. control over it. And I, you might as well exploit it, you know? like Yeah. And I feel like I've talked about this before, how much I dislike the way people like Hef use their money to, and resources to pull in these girls, but for their beauty, but then don't want the girls to want the thing you use to court them with. Like, and not she even should that, know like, her right? worth. Absolutely. No, I think about that in relation to like those nerdy guys who like decide to make their personalities like being rich guys. Like, like so much. Mm-hmm. If women You're typically, about Elon Musk, aren't you? Uh, like, where to begin with any of them? <laughs> really, really. Like, did you read that article by the way that the first ex-wife wrote? It was excellent. No. Oh my god, it's so good. Uh, where she talks all about how he like made her change, like how you know they met on like pretty normal terms, and then he slowly like shaped who she was, and then <gasps> yes, left, but re- now she's friends with the new wife, and it, well, not well, the old new wife. <laughs> <laughs> she could oh. see her changing. She could yeah. see like, her hair was changing. She- yeah. Yes, I do remember that. Oh, it's a great article. If you haven't read it, please read it. But um, I it's just so weird to me, like, because I feel like a lot of the time when and we're talking strictly about straights here uh because that's my main frame of reference that like if women want to make money it's so they can have power and control like that they're not granted through a lot of the rest of their life Mm -hmm. um and like be able to live their lives on their own terms when men want money typically it's to have access to women and like they're shocked shocked that in their attempts to get money rather than develop a personality that they attract women who only want them for their money or they go after a certain type of woman i say all the time i'm so thankful because if you were to list my husband's life and accomplishments on paper and i tell him this so it's not like i'm talking shit (laughs) but like if you were to list his interests and his like teenage years on paper you'd be like oh that man's an incel but he was raised (laughs) to be a decent human being who respects women coupled with that and didn't feel entitled to women. So he turned out to be a really good guy. And like, I tell him all the time, I'm like literally a few tweaks to certain aspects of your life. And you would have been one of these terrible neckbeard yeah. people, but you're not. Thank and God. You're fortunate. But I say the same thing to my husband. Yeah. He's raised by all women all the time. And mm-hmm. he's such a, he's such a different than he looks. He, the way he acts is very different than he looks. And like just watching him in my kitchen like frying chicken and shit and trying to rub my feet later and stuff i'm i'm like this isn't what you look like you'd be like when oh yeah be, but it's because and on top of that, i was gonna say on top of that my husband's white so half the time he looks like he would be a racist <laughs> listen he he is one of the only white men i listen to on my podcast just like, tell him that <laughs> he'll, be, that, he'll like, be so honored that you said that he'll be so I don't, honored i don't usually go up for white men but i listen to him and i actually like him so <laughs> he tries he's a good one he's i i like to say that he's like a he's andy dwyer <laughs> yeah he's i mean andy dwyer not uh the guy who plays andy not dwyer. not the real one right now that's why i can't oh girl i want to watch um parks and rec so bad but every time andy dwyer gets on that screen i my heart breaks because i used to adore adore that man oh that was my chris for a while yeah i know so like i you're i think we're on the same page here that i feel like these these men with money use their money to get these women but don't want the women to want the money and they're they're shocked yeah just and limit at them and if they were date and also you can't date a 20 year old stripper 
who doesn't care about your money. And I'm not saying that like strippers are bad. That's not a knock on stripper, right? No, that's right. No. I'm just saying that an 80 year old man doesn't get to date a 20 year old stripper unless he's got money. There's no other way. I mean, part of the appeal of working at a job where you get cash at the end of the night when you have cash in your hand is the appeal of quick and not necessarily easy, but like, you know, quick money where you don't have to wait two weeks for your paycheck. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, yeah. that's not just strippers, that's servers, that's, yeah, you know, yeah. like all different types of jobs. That is just like the appeal of that kind of work is quick and easy money, easy, quote unquote. But like, this is kind of that, like to go back, to bring it full circle, how we ended up, how you ended up doing like Girls Next Door in the first place is it's just like, yeah, if I can just hang out and maybe have to blow this old guy every once in a while, my mother- Every now and again. We say this, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it, like there are way worse ways to make money and Meanwhile, to live a life. If this was Sister Wives, I want to be the first one because I want to control the house I want to, I, I hope I get barren very quickly so I don't have any more kids. And I, and I will, this is what I'll do. I'll wait until the other wives are having the babies and I'll be so happy the whole time. And then when we go to the hospital, I'll hold the baby and I'll just start crying. Well, because those types of men are focused on the new and shiny. Yes. Whereas like you can fade into the background from there, but if you're Absolutely. the main one in with Hef, you're the one that has to do the most. Yes. So yes, yes, you are absolutely right. That's Basically, a situation where I, I would definitely would want to be the first wife. In whatever situation I'm, I don't have to have sex with that gross man who wants to sleep with a bunch of women because I know he's gross because of the setup we have here. I know he's gross. Listen, as long as they're not too young, you know, because I feel like that I would have a hard time with too. As long as you're not like too young, I would be the underground railroad for those young wives. I would be like- I'd be well, the Mary. <laughs> yeah, when you have, when you, when you meet me and, and you're like, he's like, got this 15 year old who's gonna marry, I would slip her 50 bucks and put her on a bus. <laughs> I would, right, cause that's really what you need anyway, right? Like you're really doing this at the end of the day for the money. So, don't so, yeah, and so when, so they'd be like, we can't introduce the new wives to the first wife cause they always disappear afterwards because I would be like, no, you don't want this girl. Don't right, this oh my wife. God, it's such a shame she didn't work out. Anyway, let's, yeah. let's find you somebody age appropriate. I plant drugs on them. I would just, like, this is for your own good. I'm like, I found her with Coke. <laughs> like princess, how come you keep finding Coke on people? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Do shit. Ugh. Okay, so Kendra, you're back to what you were talking about. You're right that they edited it toward, towards, to, to make it look like Kendra is doing the same joke over and over again. She's not. She's telling people about how, like what I would do, how dumb I was earlier when I thought that was a guy. <laughs> right, like, oh my God, isn't that funny? Doesn't that look like a guy? Or she's like trying to like get people the same way they got her, but she like doesn't realize other people aren't as dumb. And yeah. also they're not as far away from said mannequin. <laughs> yeah, she was way <laughs> far. She was on the roof. I mean, of course she might have thought that was a dude. Right, but they really try to make her look like stupid stupid when it's very clear if you're like actually listening to what she's saying that she's just like retelling what happened to her earlier earlier in the day yeah um bridget goes up early too because she's got a new puppy and she doesn't know anybody down there and kendra's like girl i what do you mean you don't know anybody every hot athlete in the world is right like you could get to know somebody if you wanted to why don't you want to like kendra's kendra's cruising like she's (laughs) she does not give a shit that she's here because her boyfriend made it so like she's here to catch some dick (laughs) she's like getting drinks and shit and it's it's important to remember though that in the past, well, what would happen at these parties? Hef still goes to bed at nine or ten o'clock, 
and the girlfriends are expected to go upstairs with him and what and the other girls they call it the bad set of girls that's when they he was trying to keep mm-hmm. seven and i mean i reject the idea they were bad i think i mean some of them were trafficking other women so they were bad that's bad <laughs> that's objectively bad yeah but i mean the fact that they want to go back to, it's nine o'clock and they want to go back down to a party that's happening at their house doesn't make them bad <sighs> and so what would happen though half gets you know he's an old man he's a hoarder he gets he takes pictures of everything holly would say that after they broke up he would write her mean letters like so her and his new girlfriend would get into a fight on twitter and he would write her a letter about it and a motherfucker would try to write me a letter like (laughs) would you imagine (laughs) i feel like that would just like make me like regret my decision with being with an old man even more like the fuck i'm supposed to do with a letter but so think about that's how isn't that how your granddaddy handles things like imagine you have not your granddaddy but imagine well, like, I have a, like a granddaddy somewhere like a granddaddy, granddaddy a patriarch of a house that you know that of a family that you know controls money and inheritance and stuff is, and stuff and your mom would be like don't make granddaddy mad and then if if grand if you did something granddaddy didn't want you to do you get a like a letter about it <laughs> i would imagine too that it would be like typed out on a typewriter yes and like on like old playboy letterhead like like pages mm-hmm. yellow With a carbon pages. copy he makes right, a copy he of everything oh of course he does. oh and i'm sure it's like a carbon copy too not a xerox <laughs> a carbon copy poor mary working on that antiquated technology <laughs> and so like uh, for him so th- what would happen is he would get pictures so there's there's staff photographers at every event because they also leak press releases. Well, not leak, but, you know, they send press releases and stuff. It's part of the Playboy brand to get that information and be like, Peyton Manning was here last night for this event we had. That's part of how they get the press. Mm-hmm. So what happens is every morning after an event, there's an envelope of pictures on your, at your door when you wake up of the night before. And so girls will get caught because they will be in a picture that happened after Hef left. So Kendra- Exhausting like police state life to have to live. And also if you're gaining weight, it's right there in the picture. Like if you don't look good, it's right there in the picture. Like they're all looking at the same set of pictures going, oh, look at her. She wasn't dressed like, you know, this is when they had all those girls. So Kendra being there, he really loosened up on Kendra specifically. So Kendra being able to stay out that night had a lot to do with the fact that they were filming, had a lot to do that it was Kendra. And he was, he, he just- I wonder if he, he gave her so much freedom because he knew that, like she was representative of the new breed of women that like he if he was going to get any younger than her he was going to get this exact same attitude or worse right like he's starting to realize he has less to offer and that women are different now like you know like we wouldn't have stood for that in a different way than like women who were taught to be more compliant to their husbands yesteryear were yeah and also it's a part of his game where he plays off. He always plays the newest girl off of the main girl. Mm. So he lets Kendra do stuff. He gives her more things in a way to be like, fuck you, Holly. Mm. And it's, it's part of his thing. Oh, that's, oh, so that makes a lot of sense though, because that like, I guess whatever the main girl's hang up is, he finds somebody who's the counter to that. Exactly. So because Holly is so order control regimented, whatever, let's bring in the Tasmanian devil. Mm-hmm. Like, 
yes, that makes perfect sense. And she's a few years younger than you. And meanwhile, if you try to go to the grocery store, I say no, but I'm going to let her stay out down here. I'm going to let her though. flirt with men right in front of my face. Whereas if you did anything, if you made eye contact with a man, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so it pretty much ends there with Kendra hanging over a bar going, we need another one of these. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. You had a whole 20-year-old drunk as hell on television every week. Also finding out, because I can't believe I didn't look this up sooner, finding out Holly is, I believe, a Capricorn and uh, Kendra being a Gemini makes, makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Opposite, like, like reg yeah no they're perfect archetypes of said signs but and so at this point they don't really know each other that well but they're but they're annoyed at each other and they go out into a full-on fucking fight mm. as we as the years go on and as they leave the mansion because kendra thinks of the mansion as a fun experience she does not think of hef as her ex even though they definitely swap fluids many times but- she thinks he was going to walk her down the aisle. Yeah, you. when you said that, I, I guess I had pushed that fact out of my brain because it's She had disturbing. her wedding at the mansion. He was there. Yeah. Like her daddy, boyfriend, grandpa. But it's and, like kind of the thing where it's like they say no two children have the same parents. Absolutely. Like no, two, <laughs> no two girlfriends have the same experience. Like, of course, Kendra, who got to like hang out and do whatever she wanted, thinks it and like and got to escape her fucked up abusive life. Yeah. Thought it was a good time. Whereas like Holly, who could have had plenty of other things going for her, but then was spent her formative best years of her life controlled by a geriatric um, yep. tyrant. Yeah. No. You think you think Kendra? Had, I don't think Kendra had ever even been to Vegas. Oh, I don't. I mean, what would she have even done? What would she have even done in Las Vegas? As I don't think a, she's been, what as a as a fourteen year old. Yeah, she, I don't think she's been to Vegas. I ne- I don't think she ever left the country. I don't think she. I think. And if she had been to Vegas, she wouldn't have been old enough to do anything in Vegas. Whereas, even though she's technically not old enough to do any of that now, she's yeah. got the access that she wouldn't have had. Look, when I went to Las Vegas as an eleven year old and a twenty three year old, and those could not have been. <laughs> experiences for me and i am not i was not even having what if they were the same experience what if you were like yeah still tracks same thing i did the same technically i probably did more like gambling as an 11 year old than i might have done as a 23 year old i gambled on my last day oh i can't do it i can't give them my dollar i can't do it i can't even play the lottery that's the key you got to do the one when you first start uh landing at the airport those are the ones where you're more inclined to win that's what i've heard smart okay oh i guess that makes sense they want you to keep spending your money they want you to get in the mindset as soon as you get there so yes that is what i've heard the key is to gamble at the at the casino in the airport okay okay smart um so do you have anything else to say about girls next door about kendra and holly about hef's old speckled dick anything i guess i guess my question is can we posthumously charge somebody with uh sex crimes and uh just get them stripped of human rights even though they're dead because that (laughs) is what hef deserves uh he was more terrible i think than any of us realize and it's terrible that we emboldened this man and the way he emboldened other people Mm. and i wish I don't want to say I wish they would come to their senses because everybody ha- does what they need to do to get through their life and be at peace with their decisions. And I think that accepting that what they went through was terrible and borderline trafficking would break them. Um, yeah. So I feel really sorry for them, but 
I guess I'll just have to let them cook. Like, you know, I just, yeah. that's, that's all you can do. Yeah. And just hope that they don't repeat the patterns with their own daughters and whatever. Yeah. A little oh, rainbow. Aurora. <laughs> Aurora rainbow. I, what is that kid's name? What? It's something like that. Like, like teacup or something like that, right? Like it's something. <laughs> is it right? It's something. It's like, right. Oh, you know, it's got to be a. That sounds right, right? Like Aurora, Aurora is Alaska. A, yeah, and but it's also the name of Sleeping Beauty, um, and she That's knows she's right. a Disney head. Of course she is. <laughs> of, course, <laughs> of course, she's a Disney adult. Like, duh. Uh, <laughs> so, tell everybody where they can listen to you every week. Drag these men. I love listening <laughs> to you dragging them. I know that you're never going to be like, you know what? That was okay. I love when you're like, uh-uh. No, <laughs> none of these men deserve rights. Uh, just uh, all of them just need the gu- like penis guillotine, every last one of them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I am the host of Rewind the Love. My husband and I recap the Of Love shows from VH1's golden era. We try to look at it to the best of our ability from a 2020 perspective because I really tried to make it lighthearted and fun at the beginning and then it got to be like... It's hard to watch. It's, yeah, it's not fun. Um, It's fun and it's not. I'm worried for you because you're not even to where something shits on the floor. Oh no, oh, oh no, 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 I'm, oh, we're long past that. We're, oh yeah, we're long past that. Yeah, we did, we did season one, season two. Yeah, that was season three. No, no, no. That was season oh, two. Oh, three that has was, the twins. Never mind. Yeah, thing one and thing two. Because and you're not to Ray what J. What are women? Yet. Oh, no. You're no, not to I'm Danger not. yet. That's where you are. Danger, she smashed the homies. No. Always. No, we Which just is her started. full name. <laughs> <laughs> That's her legal name at this point. Yeah. While she goes through her custody battle with... Oh. Whose brother? I don't remember. Omari? No. It's not Nick Omari's Cannon's. brother. That's Nick Cannon's. Nick Cannon's brother? Oh my god. Yeah, he's trying to get the daughter taken away because she's going through a psych thing. It's a whole other we're not wow. even mentally there yet. I'm not mentally there yet. I'm still trying to like process Brett Michaels as a human being and his diabetes. Uh so we are currently starting I Love New York season two. Uh-huh. Thankfully a little bit more lighthearted, despite the fact that Sister Patterson uh screams at a little person. <laughs> At the sight of a little person. So we're, we're dealing with that right now. Sister Patterson. <laughs> I said this on. When I was, Sister Patterson looks like Teen Wolf, except, you know, he's like three quarters turned. <laughs> <laughs> like, sexy still Teen Wolf. Still <laughs> Somebody <laughs> like a grown woman trying to do a sexy Teen Wolf costume. That yeah, is Sister Patterson. She, she looks like someone like on Halloween, if my kids like knocked on the door, I'd be like, no, not that one. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> You get the neck go wafers. That's <laughs> not that one. We don't know what she puts in the bags. Come on, come on, come on. She... <laughs> oh my god! So you're gonna have so much fun, yeah, with uh, Sister Patterson. Is uh, what is uh, what's the name of her little assistant that was on season one? He's not on season Chavo, two. Oh, he is not on season two. Thankfully, she does not continue the gay accessory trope into season two. Uh. With the yeah, accent, actually, which I thought was fake. <laughs> funny, a lot of those guys, uh, well, at least two of them so far, Buddha is uh, complete hotep. Oh, of course. <laughs> Why not? Apologies to white folks if you don't know what that means. I guess look it up on Urban Dictionary. It's tough to explain. <laughs> and uh, another one, I can't think of which one, uh, blackmailed a sitting senator with, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, 
what's the thing called when you have sexy pictures of somebody and you ex- exploit them online? Revenge porn. There we go. He revenge porn blackmailed a sitting senator. So when you uh, said sexy what- picture, I just thought of like being in my best outfit. I never think about <laughs> No, I don't mean no. I mean like sex tapes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about uh, all the of love shows and try to look at it through a somewhat progressive perspective yeah. i i i love your show i love Thank you. The, the, those those the the stuff that you're um the content you're using is such a specific space and time of my reality tv binging because and this was a period of time where all of us like i don't know about you but i was watching vh1 from sun up to sundown <laughs> this yes! was a period of time where i had three tabs well i guess this was a little bit later towards the tail end of this was i had three tabs open on my computer uh just to give you an idea of where we're at facebook Twitter, PerezHilton.com. That's how I was living. Yes, absolutely. You know, my first Twitter fight ever was with a Flavor of Love girl. Get out. First season. I called her Ghetto. Ooh. Which was a sign of the times, right, exactly. I I was a little hoteppy back then. (laughs) Listen, we've all all grown, hopefully. I called her Ghetto, and I told her she was a disgrace to black people. (laughs) I gotta know which, I wanna ask which one, but I... Which one was it? I can't remember which one it was, but I got so upset with her. Was it Boots? Because she seems like one of the original people to it start a been Twitter boots. fight. It might have been Boots. Oh, and she was like, I don't know what you mean by ghetto, but that's not what I am. And we got into this big fight. This was back when I first started using Twitter and I would be like, I was unsure that if you edit someone, they would see. Like, I just, <laughs> like, I would just at people be like, wow, so-and-so looks ugly tonight. <laughs> just so somebody knew specifically who you were referencing. Yes, a different time. Yeah, and it took me a long time to realize, basically, you're texting them this. This is not how you do. And so I would get into these beefs with them, and she blocked me, and I oh, made wow. a new Twitter so I could tweet her again. Oh, my like, God. This, this was you were the original, like, stan Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. You were, like, no, the original Barb. I know no one thinks of me as a Twitter troll, but at the time, I was like, why would she block me? I'll just make a new Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want you to know, and it in my head, I there was a reason I was doing this. I was I just like, like, this is the best illustration. This story is the best illustration that it was a different time. A completely it was not different that long time. ago, but it was light years away in terms of yeah. the way we talked about things and people and the way we treated, like speaking to people on the internet. It was a different time. Yeah, it's completely different. Um, when you get, to, are you going to do I Love Money? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, I feel like that when we got to, when we get to out of money, it put an end to all of this because that dude killed, uh, so that's season three. It didn't stop them from having a season four. <laughs> that's where, that's where, uh, that's where production was at that time mentally. But, that they were no, fine having he didn't, four. no, you're right. That he was going to be on Megan wants a millionaire, right? No. And then he was on season three of I love money. Yeah. That was where he, he, they had filmed Megan wants a millionaire. They had then put him on I love money season three, I believe. <sighs> They even did a show where he's a guy from I Love New York, but he lives in his mom's basement. Oh, Frank. Frank got a spinoff Frank. of the spinoff. Yeah. Frank got a spinoff. Like they used and to what's sp- his name? 12 Pack, who's from actually weirdly from not far from me. So I'm like afraid of running into him at the Food Lion. <laughs> but like uh, that he, uh, he comes back, I forgot, and, uh, for Daisy of Love. 
Oh, Daisy of Love. I I really like that show. I really like that one. And have and you been li- have you been listening to Lacey's podcast, by the way? No, I have not. Uh, I've, just like I've heard bits haven't. and pieces. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> bits and pieces, bits and pieces. But uh, yeah, I loved when she was like, "You think I'm here for? You think I'm here for money? I'm Oscar De La Hoya's niece." Oh, honey. Yeah, and even then, I was like, "Oh, girl, no, no." Oh, yeah. I'm I'm like so excited for your journey like just hearing this stuff i'm like i'm excited for this i'm excited to hear it i'm excited to see to hear the only white man i listen to (laughs) talk about it he's going to so appreciate hearing that so thank you but yes but you need to be a part of this journey as well we have to have you on soon this is long overdue because i mean i messaged you in the first place when i saw that you were first doing this and i like one of the first things i wrote you was like thank god there's another black person talking about this you're like well i'm not dwelling on this for long but (laughs) yeah i couldn't i can't I think that I couldn't have done, like, I just really appreciate, first of all, I appreciate you're doing them in order of appearance as opposed to being like, I'm going to do three seasons of Flavor of Love. I don't think you could do that without. It's it's so much of it informs the way the rest of these shows go that it it's, it, chronology is more important than people realize. <laughs> I sound like such a nerd about this, but. But this is the way we want to talk about it. If I just want, you know, this, the, all these shows really informed other shows. They gave us a whole, like, I don't know, a whole universe. I can't believe they didn't do crossovers. I can't believe Flay didn't show up and help Brett pick. Could you imagine if, like, because I had a very horrifying thought one day that, like, what if they decide to do, like, double shot at love because Flav and <gasps> Brett are still single? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what so, if they didn't? I'm, I'm afraid that I just spoke it into existence. Oh but. my god, Flav was on couples uh, therapy with his uh, with his baby mama, the one whose uh, son he tried to he what did, what happened with the son? I don't. He threatened what. to beat up the son or something. They, he, He's got so many domestic kids. violence thing with no with her son from a previous. Oh no, that's a uh, Julia Roberts' brother. No, it was also Flav. It was also Flav? Yeah. So he was on there. I mean, he just kept doing shows. I'm sure he's going to show up on Marriage Boot Camp one day. Again, easy money. It is easy. It's really easy money. I don't get to be yourself and get paid for it. Like, that's how well, that's how a lot of these people get roped into this shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm really excited for the journey. And I know that you're also excited for Chance has a new show coming. I mean, excited is relative, but... Um. <laughs> Listen, we're going to be able to go back and pretend it's 2006 again, 2007. I hope that, yes, but I hope in some ways more than others. Like, and now you, thinking about it in terms of Hef and how he set the bar for all of this, it's going to inform that in a new way. So, Wait, are you going to do games? One where he... Cause that was I didn't even thing. think about that, but I'm, oh no. It's a I love guess I'm going to have to. I know it is. And Ocho Sin goes too. And just, I think it's just, it's, it, that would be hard because they're actually like documented abusive men, you know? Yeah. Like, like there I mean, was a rape on that but, set. Well, I'm sorry, what? There was a rape on that set. Game Oh, that's right. That she sued him in production. That's and his right. response is basically, you're ugly and you wish you won. I don't think he even showed up to court. Oh, and she just won God. the settlement. Maybe that's where I would need to draw the line. Because hopefully by the time I get that far into the show, I have kids of my own and I can blame that on them. Like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, sorry, I can't get to these later seasons. I have children to take care of. But um, until then, yeah, I'm just going to keep dragging these men. 
<laughs> All right, Sonia. So we're, I hope I hope I can have you on again. Oh my God, I would love that. And you, you absolutely have to come to me. We have to have you on for sure. Yeah, and I'm just going to like troll your mentions for what season five of Buy Pumping is going to be. Oh my God, <laughs> back at you. Well, I mean, listen, I if you want to ever revisit Growing Up Gotti, that was my... That was I, I did that last season, season three. Oh, growing so up, God- I missed it. I missed you, my growing up, Gotti. Her dirty white outfits. Those boys. That was my, especially. You know, I was a sixteen-year-old living in like North Jersey. Of course, that was of my course. that was my dream man at that point in time. They with a blowout. That they were my- like young gorillas. All they did, they had to put like um, subtitles for them on the. They couldn't. We couldn't even hear what they That's- were saying. That's my type. That's my type. <laughs> sixteen. That was sixteen-year-old Sonia speaking. That's not present-day Sonia speaking. That's for sure. Listen, I had but, Troy on for it, and we both agreed. Although we did some caveats because they were underage, but we were like, if they were eighteen, we both agreed we would have let one of them take us behind the dumpster at a Burger King because one absolutely. Oh, <laughs> that was my that was my dream at the same time. Well, while we're talking about all of this other the same era of reality TV, that was yeah, yeah, that was absolutely. All right, Sonia, thanks for coming on. And Thank you for having me. Anytime. We'll talk soon. Yes. Bye.